Hey, are you ready for vacation yet? Yep, all set. Really? That's what you're bringing? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the essentials. Smoke Night Live is brought to you in part by Espinosa Premium Cigars. Amp up your daily smoke with Espinosa Premium Cigars' signature Nicaraguan character. Whether you're a Maduro maniac, a Habano junkie, or simply looking to dial your flavor intensity to 11, smoke Espinosa every day. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 408 of Smoke Night Live. I am your host, Master Sensei. We're going to have some fun tonight. We have so much to cover tonight on the show, Jordan. We sure do. We have got a lot to cover, so we are going to jump right into it uh, ASAP. But first, let's go to our studio audience. We've got Scotty and Matt hanging out over there. How are you boys tonight? Oh, wonderful. This is the night we've all been waiting for, right? The night we've all <laughs> been waiting for. What are you smoking, Scotty? Oh, I am smoking the number 10 cigar of 2023 for Cigar Dojo, the Murcielago del Oro from Espinosa Cigars. There you go. Matt, what are you going to fire up? I don't have anything off this list, but I am going to smoke an Underground 10. There you go. Jordan, what do you got? Uh, I'm starting with the Krakatoa. Uh, then I've got uh, Numero Uno. Not, uh, that sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> Mikarita, Papasaka. And then, you know, if I go, if, go, if we go a long show, I get the Wagashi lined up as well. What the heck? There we go, folks. Hey, uh, before we bring on our guest and we start going through our Cigar of the Year list and... Our exceptional list, which we haven't even announced yet, so we have some awards yet to give tonight. But you guys got to know, the NFL playoff, I shouldn't say that, the pro football playoff bracket challenge we have going on right now. You've only got uh, tonight and tomorrow morning to, uh, to join in on this contest. And if you do, and if you win, second place will get a six-pack of the Hoya Ninjaragua, brought to you from our fine folks at Hoya de Nicaragua. In first place, ladies and gentlemen, first place, we'll get this bad boy, a box of Cinco de Caras 50, the 50, and this is the, uh, the El Doctor 6x52 version, a box of these bad boys. Oh, yeah. So if, you know what, you really, Jordan. That's a beast of a box. You don't really need to know anything about football. No, you just pick some stuff. You, you get just click. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah. So if you want to get in on that contest and you're not already, in fact, you can enter twice, um, actually. Uh, just go to CigarDojo.com, scroll down to where you see the 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 shows, and there's a the contest page, which is the uh, football bracket challenge. Click on that. The password on ESPN is Herf, H-E-R-F. Make your two... Uh, you know, bracket selections, if you just, you know, close your eyes and click, who knows? You might be a winner, but you got to get in before the first game starts, and that first game is tomorrow. So uh, I would recommend doing that ASAP. If you're if you're watching the show right now, guys, do us a, f a favor or a flavor. 
and just like and share the show and share it to your own timeline right now, Jordan. People need to see this. Why say no when it feels so good to say yes? Share the show, please. It really does help us. Uh, if you're if you're listening on uh, podcasts uh, later, uh, give us a, a five star rating. It really does help. Uh, Keep the show on the air. It helps people find us. Hey, Mike Hakins, I see you there. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Oh, we've got a really nice YouTube crowd, nice uh, Facebook crowd joining us uh, live. Steve Toth, Chad, Chad, I see everybody jumping on. Let's get right into the show. As you know, Jordan. Yes. It's Cigar of the Year time. We did it. And we did it again. I gotta, I'm going to pause the show for just a second. Don't actually pause Take the show, Take a moment Jordan. of silence. A moment of silence for Jordan because he has been working his... <laughs> tail to the bone. Uh, I don't think people realize what it takes to do what we do. Like there's a lot of cigar of the year lists out there. And we're going to talk about a few of those tonight, but our list, we take it a step further. Every single award winner gets its own page with some uh, uh, amazing description that Jordan does. He does all the photography, makes all the plaques. Like it is a mountain. Wouldn't you say of work, Jordan? Yeah. It's it's hard to even describe. It's, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> now, Jordan, how long have we been working on this list? Oh, since, I mean, the early picks come in like late November and then photography early December. Start working on the graphics throughout December. Start doing the descriptions over the last three weeks. It is, it's a mountain of work now. Uh, if you guys don't know already, um, we, our list, uh, it's not just me and Jordan picking. Scotty is involved. Matt is involved. Robbie and Randy are involved. Chad is involved. Did I leave anybody else out? That's it for this year. That's it for this year. So we're all involved. And what we do is uh, Jordan comes up with a master list of cigars that came out in 2023 because that's our, our big thing. Um, it's not the Academy Awards. You know, they don't. Uh, uh, it, uh, Star Wars isn't the number one pick every year, right? We we only select cigars that come out in 2023, and that's really important to us. But Jordan, we did make a a major change to our list this year. Uh, maybe you could quickly just describe uh, how we changed the list. Since the beginning, it's always been ten cigars, and we originally intended it for it to be like a Joe six pack, like they're all very affordable cigars. Over the years, it got more. The price cap got a little higher and higher to allow some of these, you know, the with inflation, you know, cigars got a little higher in price. And so we kept raising the bar a little bit. Um, I think last year we just got rid of the the cap. But then this year we just involved our limited list and our regular production. Everything, anything that came out in 2023, we're talking, if even new sizes, doesn't matter. If it came out last year, it could be included. And, uh, and, and by the way, in, in doing so, we went to tw the top 20, um, which essentially added five, Overall cigars, because last yeah. year and the years before, we'd have five limiteds and 10 regular production cigars. So we went to a full 20, and uh, I feel really good about this list, Jordan. It's a solid list. It is an incredible Damn. list. And what's really great about this list, guys, is um, uh, there is a sampler that you can get uh, on smokein.com, which features five of these cigars. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But before we do, and before we get into our list and start talking about why these cigars got picked... Um, let's bring on our guest, uh, none other than Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, Steve Saka. Steve, welcome to Smoke Night Live, my friend. <laughs> there he Why is. Why do I look so crooked? Well, it's like crazy. It could be genetics. 
Yeah, no matter what I do, no matter how I lean, <laughs> it's the shirt. I, I, I've been fiddling with this monitor, trying to stuff stuff under. I give it up. I'm just going to look like I'm leaning all the time. That's well, I, gonna be. I think you look phenomenal. So uh, there's <laughs> well, there's the first lie of the night, gentlemen. I'll drink. <laughs> now, uh, Steve, before we get into this list, um, uh, it should be noted that a couple of years ago, I don't know, two or three years ago, we had you on this show and we talked about the cigar of the year for Cigar Wars at the time. And we always thought, right. you know, it's great having Steve uh, for the year end sort of list. But this year, unbeknownst to you, um, it was going to be uh, a big year uh, for you. And where's uh, my trophy? Damn it! Well, you'll get Do that. Get that that oh, will there is happen. A trophy? Really? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, there's a trophy. Oh, fuck it! Hey, right, man. I there love is this. a trophy. Now, Steve, you can verify to the viewing audience that up until today at about noon Eastern, you had no idea how this was going to go. Uh, well, I didn't know I was going to get number one. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that you didn't ask me on the program if I had been below five. I would have been kind of pissed off. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But no, I, I honestly didn't know. And, folks, uh, after we go through our top 20 and after we um, – we have some cool stats for you tonight too, Steve, about our list. Like um, interesting little nuggets and tidbits about the types of cigars that ranked higher than lower and so forth. Uh, were they expensive cigars? Were they – certain shades of tobacco and that wait, kind wait, of thing. Are you, are you going all belly navel gazing like my friend Coop? A little I, bit. I yeah. Re- I, I keep reading all of his posts. And I'm like, good God, Coop. We're it's gonna okay. do Make a list. It's all we're, right. You we're going to do a little bit of that. We're going to do a little bit of that. But we also have some exceptional awards we're going to do at the end of the show, which we haven't announced yet at all. We've all, we do this every year, right, Jordan? Our exceptional award list. Exceptional! Yeah. Now, in years past, um, we have always announced like our top five on this show live, but we decided it's this year that we uh, not doing it that way. Yeah, <laughs> like, we decided this year it's it, it, it's just it's it it doesn't seem to fit, and so the top twenty has been announced. If you guys haven't seen, plus it, I it never is... would have come on this bullshit, man. If I got to <laughs> yeah. see it, listen to you guys, guys announce. And the, the winner of the year is the X Y Z. What? What? Yeah. It's a little awkward to have a guest if we were going to do that. So uh, here we go. Uh, Jordan, let's get right into it. We're going to go through these pretty quick, Steve. And here's here's how we're going to do this. We're going to go through our top 20. We're not going to spend a ton of time on each of these cigars. Um, Jordan or I may comment on why it got it. Uh, maybe not. Maybe we'll just skip right through it. And then if you have any uh, comments you want to add, um, you can. And then we'll get right down to... Uh, our top five, and obviously you've 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 hinted already that the uh, that you were the number one cigar of the year. So we'll talk a, a great deal about that particular cigar at the end. But let's get right to it, Jordan. Let's start with uh, twenty and work our way forward. Coming in at uh, number twenty is the Fratello uh, Lunar. Now. Uh, as you may or may not know, folks, uh, this came in actually three different wrapper types, Jordan. But we we only got to try two of those, uh, the Cameroon and the Connecticut. Connecticut's a solid Connecticut, but dang, this Cameroon, Jordan, it was an excellent was cigar. Fratello's logo is going to be on the moon, guys. It's going to be on the moon, Steve. <laughs> Steve, when are you going to put a cigar on the moon for crying out loud? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what the Omega people did. i got to get the astronauts to take my cigars. 
<laughs> the thing is, I gotta freeze dry them first, so they're not gonna smoke all that great. But what the hell? Never gotta save every. One of the Alec Bradley cigars was, was the, the first cigar in space that was like in. It was the Mundial. Yeah. Well, it, it didn't. Oh yeah, they put the... like like on a hot air balloon or something. Right. Yeah. Those... Right. Uh, yeah. Now, Steve, I gotta say this uh, particular cigar. Uh, something about that they really. Uh, Omar did a really nice job, Jordan, with this Cameroon wrapper. Like, sometimes Cameroons hit, and sometimes they don't. This particular one hit. So, congrats to Omar. Let's go so, to number 19. That, time out. Was that made yeah. at Lorora? Yes. No, that makes sense. And Lorora gets really high-quality Cameroon. They always have. Yeah, they've, always been in the, they've always been in the top three pecking list for the best Cameroon materials. So really? I'm not surprised yet. Yeah, yeah I didn't think it was like... Sometimes it gets too fragile, you know? This was... Uh, even just cutting it can just damage the Cameroon wrapper. This was, that was solid enough to, yeah. you know. <clears throat> All right. All right. The Avo seasons. Now, there's a lot of talk. Like people, oh, like spring, uh, autumn, summer. Uh, for me and Jordan and the dojo guys and Scotty and Matt, we preferred the winter. Jordan, what do you think was about the winter that sort of pushed it over the top as far as these blends? I've always, Avo usually has like that um, aromatic sort of floral, delicate quality, or they go super dark and leathery. I've always been on the, the prior side. Uh, this one was just a nice, crisp Connecticut, um, real, real aromatic, sweet. Uh, that's, that, I think that's where Avo shines best. Any thoughts on that one, Steve? Didn't smoke it, no clue. It's a pretty looking cigar. Got it is a pretty looking cigar. I like this. Gotta give them, yeah. I'll tell you the other thing I like. I like the fact that they figured out a way to basically nick the customer four times a year by going with each of the that's, <laughs> that's pretty genius. I think I'm going to go with a Japanese series, right? Because they have like 24 seasons. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're on to something. <laughs> uh, let's, hit, let's hit number 18. All right, the Johnny Tobacco Knot. Now, here's one, Jordan. This particular cigar sort of blew us away. I'm just muted. Oh. <laughs> this was yes. a, a bit of a surprise for yes. us. Not, not, not that I'm surprised about Matt or anything or, or General Tobacco, but this was, you know, this was a good, a good cigar that kind of like hit us by surprise at the show. Not uh, usual for Room 101 or AJ. I mean, they, you know, they both have done Connecticut's before, but... Uh, different for both their styles. Nice, bright, citrusy cigar. It was, it, it was it, one of those ones that just easily opens up from first puff. Easy to, in, to enjoy. It's great. Uh, Steve, what are your thoughts on Matt Booth? Uh, love Matty. He's crazy. <laughs> he's crazy. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, he's he's he he's one of those guys that that when you talk to him, he's just one of the most. Nice, genuine dudes you'll ever meet, but yeah, he he's he's crazy. There's there's some truth to what you're saying there. He's he's definitely a different cat, and there's no doubt about that. All right, let's hit number seventeen, Jordan. Let's keep moving. Oh, look at this, Steve. You may have some comments. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> you may have some comments on this one. The Moisture de Saka Krakatoa. Steve, I gotta say, this cigar—the f- the first two inches of this thing might be one of the best cigars I've ever smoked. It is so syrupy and rich. Like, there's a richness to this cigar 
absolutely phenomenal cigar. Your thoughts on this bad boy? I know you love it. It's yours. Tell us about it. Hey, first off, before we do that, my sound is too low. Can you balance me up a little higher or cut the sensei down or something? Mm. How, cut, how am I sounding now? Cut the sensei down. From our end, you're maxed out. And you sound great. I'll I'll, I'll okay. push my mic back a little bit. All right, Krakatoa, Steve. Right. Uh, yeah, Krakatoa, pain in the ass. I, I've been dicking with that cigar for three years. I was never really satisfied with the blend, and uh, I finally had to kind of go back to square one and uh, start working with some other tobaccos that I hadn't uh, worked with. I've worked with them previously, but I've never used them in Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust products, um, in particular with some Agrinorsa filler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really... I mean, the thing about it is I think I named it incorrectly. I think the name implies that it's going to blow your head off. And what it was meant to be was it was meant to be that underlying unexpected strength like Krakatoa. Nobody expected Krakatoa to do what Krakatoa did. So I think I didn't do a very good job with the branding messaging on the cigar. Um, but it doesn't take anything away from the cigar. I think it's uh, I think it's one of my uh, I think it's one of my uh, better pieces of work in the Western Osaka series, and it's been getting a lot of love in top list. It's gotten a few number ones already, and it's been on a lot. Of so uh, I'm glad to see that uh, the the gin pop is enjoying it because uh, I dicked around with that cigar forever. No, it's absolutely a phenomenal cigar. If you haven't had a chance to to try it, you get your hands on a couple of those bad boys. Very very good. All right, Jordan, let's go to sixteen. Long Live the Queen by Caldwell. I've got a story to tell about this one. All right, here's the deal on this one. I was so excited. Just the description of this cigar, I said, you know what? I'm going to love this cigar. I bought a box instantly because I was like, oh, i got to get my hands on that. After 22 minutes to midnight and all that, I was like, this is going to be great. And the first couple times I smoked it, I wasn't sure if I even liked it. But as we started smoking through that box, you know what, Steve? You ever, you ever have like an album and uh, a music album and you listen to it the first music time albums those are my favorite type. yeah the first well, it could be a comedy album oh yeah could be a comedy album but steve you have you have like an album you listen to it you're not sure if you like it but then as you're listening to it it starts to you start to understand it and that's how i feel about this cigar steve it took me a few well, it, to start to understand it yeah like you, it's <laughs> actually pretty strong you expect it yeah. I mean, from uh, from the narrative of the cigar, but also from the blend makeup too. Like, it just and Caldwell doesn't really do stronger cigars, but uh, being medium full kind of catches you off guard. Yeah. Have you had a chance to ha- try this one, Steve? No. Uh, I haven't, but I've seen it appear in a few lists, so it's on my to try list. Uh, I know it doesn't matter, but I love the band, so it I don't is cool. Think Caldwell wants to hear. I don't think Caldwell wants to hear me say that, but I will <laughs> say it's inclusion on multiple lists. It's one that's actually on my hit list to try because uh, it did definitely get some love out there from some people that I respect. Guy does a good band. And you know what's weird? He doesn't, I don't think, as far as I could read in my research, I couldn't find who the queen is actually referencing, but it seems to be the Queen of Sheba, which is weird because there was two cigars both themed around that last year. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What about Nefertiti, right? That would be my first thought. Okay. I I don't know. He, He didn't, I don't think he said who it was. All right, let's go to 15. Let's do this.
All right, here's another one, Jordan, that was a bit of a surprise for us. First La Aurora ever on our list. What do you think of that? The first La Aurora on one of our lists. That seems, seems crazy, right? It, I remember when we both smoked at the same time, it really caught us off guard. Real, real complex. Mm-hmm. Real aromatic kind of a profile to it. La Aurora, Steve. I mean, what can you say? Been around forever. Um, typically just does, you know, solid stuff all the time. Um, any thoughts on, on the factory, the brand? Yeah, look, as you said, it's one of the most well-established, longest-running factories. They've always made high-quality products. Um, I haven't smoked this one either. Um, I haven't seen this one make as many appearances. So you guys kind of picked something out of the blue that I don't think most people were expecting. But I don't know how many people really smoked it. La Aurora, uh, sadly for them, they don't seem to get as much love. or Love is the wrong word because everybody loves them, but... They don't get as much attention mm. for their new products. And part of that's just, you know, look, they make more money than God, right? The family, the cigar thing is the thing they do on the side because it's to honor their tradition of where they began. And they do a great job of it. But they aren't they aren't like beating the drum on the marketing side like a lot of other people. So I think sometimes some of their stuff gets a little lost in the mix. That, I think, oh, sorry, that's on. one of the things, Jordan, that um, and I'm sure a lot of other guys do this, too. But literally come um, October, we are scouring every possible option. And this was one of those ones that, uh, you know, I wasn't on our radar at all, Jordan. Right. Um, but ended up being an absolutely fantastic cigar. So if you get a chance to uh, to try this, folks, uh, I would I would. Definitely, there's a few different sizes. I think we had we we had the Toro and the Robusto both, uh, both were excellent and both very complex, like Jordan said. Um, so, all right, let's head on to number fourteen. All right, Ferio Tego Suma, Steve. I mean, who doesn't love Michael Herklot, Steve? Could, did you ever imagine? I mean. Wouldn't you love to dress like I would? I know me personally. If I could, <laughs> if I could dress like Michael Herklotz. Well, here's the difference: you, you could dress like Michael Herklotz. I can't. I don't fit <laughs> anything that is made. I mean, it's like, look at me. I'm wearing this like garbage bag of a plaid, you know, shirt with you know with stripes that are obviously cut wrong. Looking at no matter how I adjust this damn monitor, but yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, yeah. I mean, what, what can you say? But that's, that's not the important thing. I mean, it's nice that Michael's well-dressed. But I think the more important thing is he's always been a really good ambassador for our industry. Yeah. He's always been a very passionate cigar guy. Um, he has a very good palate. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised to see one of his cigars on your list. I, I saw on another list he got like a number one. I yeah. don't know whether it was for this one or not, but I know I got number two on that list. So yeah. obviously better than what uh, number two was in that particular reviewer's mind. So. Um, look, it, it doesn't surprise me, you know, he puts a lot Steve, of attention to detail and stuff. You know, I think there's, there's one similarity that, uh, Michael has with you. And that is, he seems to be very careful about the re- releases that he does. He's not just, he, you know, he's putting a lot of time and effort into each one, not throwing a lot of stuff out there, shotgunning it. You know, he's very careful. Obviously, with Dude, Ferio are you Tego, kidding me? I only... put like eight billion things out last. Year. What are you talking about? I Good mean, point. Yeah, I worked my I worked myself to the bone, but yeah, I, I try to be careful. But I, I don't know that that's a fair comparison at the moment. I think uh, I think Michael is much far more judicious than myself at the moment. 
I, I guess what I'm saying is he's he's. But seems, you were that patient for yeah, years. Right, it's only right. been in the last few years that you've really started to. Yeah. Do it, these. It's only been the last couple. It's it's just I get a lot of demands for stuff now. Right. It's crazy. In fact, I made a comment offhand in a text message yesterday that I couldn't do somebody's project, and they literally freaked out and called me right away. <laughs> like, like, like literally, they were on like another podcast. Like, uh, I have computer problems, and they like hung up so they could call me. Like, what are you talking about? You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Good problem to have. I'm sure you're in high demand at this point. All right, let's go to number. <laughs> let's go to number thirteen, Jordan. <laughs> Michael's a good dresser. We'll save we'll save Terrence for a moment, but I mean, what yeah. was it about the cigar that was a, that made it so appealing that it made you list? I like the chewy texture of the smoke. I think he does a really good job at like giving that um, full mouth bo- body to the cigar, like kind of like when you drink like a Belgian beer and like you take a, just a little sip and it just has that way of filling up your whole mouth. You know, uh, so that's it, a really important thing to me too. I agree. Yeah, it makes a big difference. All right, uh, number 13, Jordan, is our good buddy Terrence Aganorce Leaf, the uh, Connecticut anniversary. By the way, this is a beautiful, beautiful presentation. I love this blue on this thing, and this is a great, absolutely great Connecticut. If you are a Connecticut fan, um, you've got to got to try this particular cigar. It's everything that you want in an Aganorce Leaf Connecticut. Absolutely amazing. I bought two boxes of these things uh, right off the get-go, when I had it at PCA, Steve, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I've got to get more of these. It's absolutely fantastic. It's pretty much your – I mean, it's a it's a full-body – well, it's full for a Connecticut and um, right. has that sort of buttery kind of butterscotch feel to it, uh, similar in a way to what I'm smoking right now, which is the Wagashi. Um, has a similar yeah, but I think this of, is stronger. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I think the Agronosa leaf is definitely a stronger – um, cigar. I, I enjoyed this one a lot myself too, and all the ones I had were impeccably made. I mean, the finishing details on the head, the mm-hmm. sheen of the wrapper, just everything about the construction on them was for all my all the samples that I smoked. And I, I've only smoked like three or four of them, but uh, all three or four of them were like they were they were they were definitely a list worthy cigar. By the way, Jordan, your uh, photography on this particular cigar is impeccable because you can really see the detail on those two Gotta coins. Bring out that detail. Yeah, that, that was hard. To, yeah. You know, you can blow that out pretty easily. All right, let's jump to number 12. All right, Jordan, here's another one that uh, sort of jumped in. Later on in the game. Late in the game. Late in the game. And uh, uh, I think the previous one in the same series was on our list a couple of years ago. These cosechas are, as it, well, it's a fun concept, right? Like they're just using tobaccos of that single harvest. Um, and the Placentias have been around for 156 some odd years. Uh, so this one's from all the tobaccos from a few years back. Uh, I think, what is it? It's got to be, I think it's six year age tobaccos in it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, kind of like a dense, kind of a smoking uh, texture to it, real concentrated through the retrohale. Uh, this one just kept going up the list as we kept smoking more and more of them. Yeah, Steve, you know what's interesting about some of these is um, initially, like a cigar like this, we didn't have it in the list. And then, okay, oh, you know what, That maybe that's 20, you know? And then, and then we smoke more of it. Yeah, maybe that's 18. You know, it starts to like kind of bump its way up. 
Um, this was one of those ones that just kind of kept moving up. It's absolutely fantastic cigar. I, have you had uh, any of these uh, Kosechev uh, series? I have not had this year's release. I had the previous one, which I think was two years ago. Mm. And um, that one didn't suit my palate. It was interesting. I thought it was unique, but it didn't. For me, I was still more in the Alma Forte territory for my own palate. And I don't know what this one is like, though, the 151. So it's I guess another the one blend is pretty dr- similar. Dryless. As compared to the previous one, uh, I think there's a little bit lower primings on this one. All right. Okay. Excellent job by the uh, the Placencia folks. Uh, let's go to number 11. And an- another Honduran uh, Puro here. Uh, Aladino, who doesn't love everything Aladino loves? I mean, everything they do, I almost... I'm a fan of. I'm just a fan of this brand, Jordan. It's old school, a Cubanesque brand. Come very, on, yeah, very Cubanesque, and uh, they do a great job. This is a, a limited version. Um, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. You know what I like about this, Steve? It has that that salty note on the tongue. You know, like I like when there's a salty note on the tongue of the. You know, literally the, the taste of the tobacco itself is kind of salty, and this one really has that. I haven't tried this one either, but it doesn't surprise me. Look, I've always liked most of what Aldino's been doing. <clears throat> yeah. The only complaint, the only complaint I have, which is one consumers won't like to hear, <clears throat> I think they sell them for too little. Mm, interesting. I think that. <clears throat> excuse me. I think the quality of what you're getting, cigar-wise, it 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 just punches way above its dollar class. It really does. I mean, I don't know how much this one costs, but every time I smoke an Aldino, I go, man. It should be about two or three dollars more expensive, which is a good thing, right? That you feel like you're getting a yeah. lot of value for your money. But I, I always feel that way whenever I smoke an Altino. I just they might have they're, just, uh, they're, they're good. Got the message on that. This one. Uh, oh, I see that to, one has three. That one has three little. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one goes up to yeah, six, I see that. sixteen. I think this is the most. Oh, expensive so good. Aldino People Aldino. can't blame me for them raising their price. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, real quick, Jim, before we move on, before we move on to number ten. Uh, we smoked both their uh, Sumatra version, the, the new Sumatra that they did, and this one. Jordan, what was it about this one that uh, that made the list and the Sumatra didn't? I think this one, <coughs> I think the Sumatra one could be good. It just need, it seemed like it needed a little bit of time in the humidor. This one didn't, and it's it's kind of a delicate profile, uh, like cinnamon, nutmeg, uh, kind of a clean profile on the palate. It, um, and it's kind of interesting that it's a Hunter Imperial when it's Cameroon wrapper. Um, they've been doing a lot of that uh, transplanting, uh, but yeah, it has a lot of it has a nice, clean, and uh, good amount of uh, complexity through the red draw. I'd say. All right, let's jump into our top ten. Uh, here we go, number ten. All right, this one, guys. I I I love this cigar. This cigar, I I smoked it. Um, when we were in Orlando a couple times, sitting in the hot tub, this cigar is every like it doesn't remind me at all of any of the other Murcielagos uh, from Espinosa. This cigar is so good from start to finish. Scotty, I know you've had several of these. This cigar hits on every level. On right now. Oh man, dude! I'm just thick texture. Just there's a creaminess to it behind it. You get these big, rich butterscotch notes, this black tea that sets with it that balances so good. I mean, this was one I was 
actually slow to pick up. I was late to the game on this one. I had it. And that was one I brought up to you and you were already well aware. You're like, oh, I know. I know. And I was like, yeah, this one is something special from Espinosa. Yeah. Now, the whole TAA thing, uh, Steve, we don't see a lot of those in, in our list, at, le- at least. But this, yeah, because most of them, most of them don't deserve to be on the list. <laughs> this particular one does. Let me tell you, you got to get your hands on this one. This is a good cigar, Jordan. Yeah, problem yeah, for me is my many, local uh, TAA natural... doesn't carry on. them. So, yeah, my local TAA guy does not carry the brand. Regretfully, so. Wow, a natural uh, hued San Andreas wrapper. You know, uh, yeah. I, I almost think it has more. It's not as strong as the Murcielago, but it might have more body to it. Like, there's such a good voluminous you know, texture that, to it. All that color sorting on the on the wrapper for all San Andreas Negro, that happens after the fact. In other words, it's all the same tobacco, okay? And they're not really keeping track of where they're pulling the points of harvest on the plant. It's something that happens in the final sort. that They classify some of it as Negro and some of it as Claro. But they're really oftentimes, other than an appearance point of view, there isn't typically a significant difference in the strength or the body or the taste other than what's in the consumer's perception. So you can a lot of times find, if you're into San Andreas Negro, um, you can sometimes, because there's a perception that the lighter ones aren't as good, you can actually find a lot of cigars that have the lighter Claro natural Mexican wrapper on it that are actually better because the flavor, they're getting the pick of the litter flavor-wise and burn-wise because they're not fighting for the really super dark stuff like everybody else. So that's a, it's a little bit of an insider tip when it comes to mm. So if you were blending for one of these, you wouldn't necessarily need to even mess with the ratios on the filler. You, you could just basically no. just swap out the wrapper? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look... Well, never mind. I'm not going to say that out loud. <laughs> I know exactly I know what you were going to say. <laughs> but 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 there is there are some brands out there that you know they have their Maduro and they have their natural, and sometimes the boxes the cigars that are in the natural box are darker than the ones that are in the Maduro boxes, right? Right. So I mean, and that's really because they're just sorting in the moment that okay, when we did this sort for this group of production. Okay, these are the lighter ones, so therefore they're going to become naturals and the dark ones. But it's really the same tobacco for the most part. So uh, you you can find some real gems um, smoking the Claro San Andres Negro. It just, you know, consumers, they, they just like everything dark. That's why people cook wrapper and paint wrapper and do all sorts of stupid things to wrapper. Uh, because consumers want it to be super dark. But uh, flavor-wise, no. You can, you can get just as good in the Claro. <coughs> I'm sort of the opposite. I sort of lean towards the uh, Claro of all of oh, these yeah. on, on uh, Padron and every other one. All right, let's head to uh, number nine. All right, on this, now here's the thing, guys. We don't normally have shop exclusives, but this year's list allowed us to do that, right, Jordan? Because we've sort of opened it up. Last time we had one of these micro blends was the first list we did. Yeah, the first ever cigar of the year. But this particular right. cigar is so freaking good, man. I, I don't know if you've had this one yet, Steve, but every single time I have this cigar, I, I, I love it more and more. This is a smoking exclusive with Terrence, and they sort of combined the the rare leaf with the um, what's the other one? Supreme leaf. Supreme leaf, sorry, and uh, sort of came up with this, and it's really got a sort of like a juicy sort of note to this, which is what I really like about it. 
sort of a juicy flavor to it. Did you say that? Sorry, we were listening in something else. Oh, we were, okay. All right. I thought we were maybe... sitting there watching uh, the live viewers. We just hit over 200 live viewers oh, between nice. Facebook and YouTube. So. Very nice. Exciting. Uh, there we go. That's, that's what we'd like to hear. Steve, have you had a chance to try this bad boy? Um, I refuse to give Abe DeBab to any of my <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Get him. I, I want this relationship to be one way. I want him to give me money. So, no, I mean, look. I don't know if there'll be any of those available during the TGS when I'm down there in about six weeks, but uh, that's also on my hit list to try. I, I've heard quite a few people make really positive comments about this cigar. So, Now, Jordan, you were a big fan of the, the Maduro. Uh, in the rare, rare leaf Maduro, yeah. Right, and you were sort of pushing for that, yep. uh, but the rest of the guys on the panel sort of, sort of picked this one instead, and it ended up being... Tons uh, of brown sugar on this one. Yeah, brown. I mean, this is this is really. It's got a, like I said before, it's got everything you like about Aganorsa leaf cigars, but it also has this interesting sort of. Do you would you say it leans note. more rarely for supreme leaf? I think it leans a little bit more supreme leaf, mm. um, just slightly. But it's fun, it's a fun cigar. I, lo I love this cigar. All right, let's go to number eight. Oh man. Uh, I love this cigar, oh. uh, Steve. This this one, Pete, and this nailed that. This one was a baller. It is a it is a baller. This could have theoretically been higher, even like this is such a good. We actually had two Tatawahes that were fighting to be on this list, and only at the very end did the other one, the Miami one, get kind of knocked out. But this cigar, Jordan, what what are your thoughts on this bad boy? This one, uh, it's it's just classic tatuaje, but it's got that it's got a good oomph to it. That bla uh, black pepper, Garcia, spice you expect, um, toasted oak kind of notes to it. Uh, just real, real uh, heavy on the palate. Yeah, uh, Steve, have you had this guy yet? Yeah, no, this one's a really good cigar, and I, and I like this one much better than the other one. But I think it's part of because it just falls into that quintessential mm. tat experience. That you know, there's a reason why you fall in love with the brand 20 years ago. And this cigar is an excellent expression of that, but yet it also exhibits good balance to it too. So it isn't a, it isn't just like, hey, let me blow my head apart either kind of cigar. It's a, it's a really, it's a really nice cigar. This is definitely one that, if you haven't tried, you should go out of your way and pick one of these up to give it a few samples. Absolutely. All right, number seven. Angel Cuesta. Angel. You go Angel or Angel? 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 I don't know. I don't know. I just hated it in Dexter when the, the chief of police would always call him Angel. <laughs> I don't like saying that. It's annoying. All right. The, J, the J.C. Newman. Um, this is a cigar. Um, Jordan, we liked this instantly when, when we, we tried this one. We kind of felt like... Super premium, baby! This bad boy is going to be on the list somewhere. We didn't kind of know where at the time, but we felt like... It was going to be on the year-end list. And then later, as we got into it, we almost we almost forgot about it because it was kind of, it was early. <laughs> it was earlier, yeah. You know, Steve, that's the thing. is like sometimes cigars that get released early, really early in the year, you can almost, for, you, know, you know, there's this sort of recency bias. Yeah. You can almost forget well, look, about it. That's, that's the reason why I send out those samples typically in October. Most of the reviewers have already reviewed the cigars that we've released for the year. So you're really just saying, hey – give it a second smoke to refresh your memory because you've smoked so many other cigars in between 
You know what I mean? It's not uh, right because we all have that individual recency bias. Now, when it comes to this particular cigar, I have to admit I didn't even know it existed. Mm. So until I saw it on your list, I'm like, when did this get released? What is it? I mean, what are the details about this cigar? Because I I literally know nothing about that. This and I apologize to my friends at Jason Newman, but I'm just ignorant. I I don't know. No, it's it's fantastic. You know what? The only, I, I only have one sort of complaint about this cigar, and that's the giant paper. Uh, <laughs> the giant paper. The footer. It's not even a foot band. It's like a yeah. full on second half. Second half band, which I I don't I don't really Just like that so much. Leaves too much room for like uh, nicking the wrapper. Yeah. Now, if it was it, maybe if it was if it was like cedar or something, you're sort of used to that. Sure. But it's just paper. But. The cigar is beautiful. Uh, when you it's take beautiful. after you take that off, and it it smokes. So is that photography on it too? Dang! <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop it. People say you know it looks like another brand, uh, but you know you got to give them credit because this is if you look, this is like the exact same band that existed when the cigar came out hundred years ago. Um, so they're just recreating the same same look. What, um, what brand are they comparing it to? Well, if well, you look at the colors, the color scheme and the crossing well, I, of the I, Let me say this, I saw it I, I saw Opus X when I first saw yeah, it. Yeah, so right. Is that what everybody else thinks? Yeah, yeah I okay. think so. Um, yeah, so okay. anyways, it's a fantastic cigar. Um, it's, uh, very salty uh, kind of salted peanuts kind of vibe on this one. Mm-hmm. Which I always I love a, a good salty cigar. All right, let's go to number number 6. There we go, folks, the uh, Perdomo 30th anniversary. Now, here's the thing. They're everybody uh, with this particular cigar, ha- there's, 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 there's the Connecticut people. Oh, you should have said the Connecticut. You should have said the Connecticut. Oh, you should have said the Madero. There's the Madero ones. And, 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 there's, and so we went with the Sun Grown, and I'm going to tell you why I think the Sun Grown for us was the best one, because this cigar is very much Scotty in line with the 20th anniversary, I think. It tastes a oh, lot yeah. more like the 20th. Yeah, very, very similar in profile. Similar in profile to the 20th. And in that in the 20th it's this also the sun grown is the better one i feel like uh while the connecticut is fantastic now jordan you were a connecticut guy i was connecticut you i'm, and, I'm you, team connecticut you're team connecticut i have some team maduro friends out there that were uh yelling at me because we didn't pick the maduro me personally i think the perdomo 30th sun grown is a absolute banger and Price is great on this one, Steve. It is. It's. Uh, it's a very affordable cigar, and With, it's a delicious. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I really liked about all the thirtieths. I thought that they represented Perdomo in a really good way. Yeah. I think it was a good encapsulation of some of their best. You know, it, it harkened back to some of their best cigars over the years. So I thought it was a really. It wasn't. I mean, it was. It was unique enough to warrant it being a different cigar. But yet, at the same time, when you smoked it. It was quintessential Perdomo in all of the best ways, and I was I was impressed with Scar. And I I also personally preferred the Sun Grown over the other two, but I, I think that's a palate question, right? right. I yeah. Don't I don't think there's a, a wrong with it, but and the price on it is just stupid good. But look, Nick makes a lot of stupid good price cigars, so that's the that's not surprising. And you know, they could have charged way way more for this, but they didn't. Yeah, they're twelve to fourteen dollars uh, between the five sizes, and all of them have fifteen-year-age tobacco from wrapper to binder to filler. Now, Jordan, wouldn't you say Perdomo is one of those brands where the the Connecticut, the Sun Grown, and the Maduro are dramatically different? Oh yeah, definitely. Like sometimes it's not a dramatic difference, but these these are, I think, um, and it's same with the twentieth as well. 
Uh, I'm still my my all time favorite. Still the twelve year aged um, is my favorite Perdomo of all time. But this is uh, right up there. And if you if you have twentieth sun growns that you've stashed away, God, right now they are smoking really? so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's go on to number five. The top five. Here we go. The original documents, Havana by Luzioni. Steve, when this when I first smoked this cigar, I said in my head, this could be our number one cigar of the year. That's how much I love this cigar. It's got a milky half and half kind of a flavor to it. Very, very creamy. I would say pretty different than a lot of other Illusionis, but also still has, you know, like the Dion kind of Yeah. Uh, that you X can hold factor. that signature uh, quality between factories like that and uh, you know using agonorsis tobaccos to go into using aj's tobaccos that's impressive yeah like uh this was interesting right that steve that he went to uh a different factory altogether and and made an uh, illusione that was amazing i know nothing about the cigar so fred ruiz sent me some that's all mm. i can say yeah, classic classic cabano cabinet spice uh buttered toast kind of vibe on this one loved it Jordan, if you were going to point people into a Vitola of this. Um... Uh, well, I reviewed the Churchill, which was great. Uh, they're all really good. I, uh, I think the Churchill, the Toro, and the, there's sort of a either a Corona or a Lonsdale kind of a size. Those are the three best, I thought. Right. Um, I know, Scotty, you had plenty of these. This was one that yeah. we raved about all summer long. And this is one that I will say that normally uh, Luzioni does not hit my palate personally, like, really well. I like a lot of their stuff, but I don't, like, gravitate to it naturally. This was one that when I had it, I was like, yep, buying a box of this. It, it just, it stuck with me. I mean, you nailed it with the buttered toast, Jordan. I mean, it was just... It was just that rich, creamy, yeah, just there's a savoriness to it. It was a wonderful cigar, start to finish, across the board. And I lean towards the Toro, personally. There you know, we go, I have folks. a comment on that, Scotty. Yeah. Um, look, Dion has a very particular palate, right? So, And it's reflected in all of his blends. So if it's a type of cigar that you like, you're going to tend to like a lot of his cigars. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because he has a, exactly. he has a definite viewpoint on what a cigar should taste like. Now, for some people, that means it's their absolute favorite brand. For other people, it's kind of like you, like they're good, but you know they're not my they're not my personal favorites. And I, yeah, I think that's yeah. the reason why. But you gotta you gotta give credit to. I like it when a blender has a sense of perspective, and mm. Dion definitely has a sense of direction and an intent behind what he does. Yeah, and he's established all his products. He's established, I guess, what you'd call his trademark you know, profile cigar and it's very yeah. noticeable throughout his portfolio. Yeah. All right. Let's do uh, number four. Um, here we go, Jordan. Let's go. The crux Epicure Habano. Jordan, this one had to surprise some people. This in any, I'm going to say this about the next three cigars, but in any other year, in any other year, this theoretically could have been number one. It was so good. <laughs> I can't stop smoking them. <laughs> there is such a fantastic cigar. It, this is, Jordan, wouldn't you say that this is sort of the, this is what you want out of a Habano? Like when, yeah, when, somebody, when somebody says Habano, you have this kind of mental image of what it's going to be like. You think it's going to taste like. This is what it should taste like. It's absolutely phenomenal. So it's, surprisingly, it's a little, it's kind of similar to that last cigar. Uh, I think it's sweeter, more mouthwatering. 
a little more on the floral side of the habanos. That's for me. I like the habanos. They're a little lighter, like the um, Epernay kind of uh, vibe on a habano. That's that's my ballpark. Uh, and this was. They're all so consistent. I've smoked more than a box of these, and I keep going. And by the way, the packaging on this is super cool. If you haven't seen it, it's yeah. if, when you get the box, it's has like a little uh, a five pack that's in its own like little container on the side. Um, Steve, I don't I don't know if you've had this one or not, but if you get a chance to try this, it's it is really a stellar stellar habano. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try this one, gentlemen, because uh, I don't know. Crux has always been one of those brands that, uh, as much as I I love them as people. Um, it never really hit my palate well. So the fact that you guys are raving about this one it makes me want to go and try one. So I think all of their Epicures have been really good. But this one to me, Jordan, is the one that just stands out. And I yeah, I people raved about the original Epicure, yeah. which was a Connecticut. And I, I would say this is the best than the, the original Connecticut and then the Maduro. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fantastic job, Casey and, and all the guys. Uh, such a good scar. Uh, if you get a chance to try this one, folks, please do. It's box worthy. It's box worthy. There's no doubt about that one. All right, number three. Here we go. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> That's how you say it. <laughs> okay. Jordan has a way of saying this, <laughs> this cigar, Steve, if, if, if there was ever like, con, you know, remember you used to get like condensed orange juice and that's how you'd make orange juice. And it was like, it's just like a, a, a frozen a can. Yeah. A frozen can. Yeah. It yeah. It's like a frozen can of condensed orange juice. This is like condensed cigar flavor. It is so rich, so thick. And, and I, I'm going to say this again in any other year, this theoretically could have been the number one cigar of the year. It is so good. I've, never had a bad but one. I'm glad it wasn't. So God bless. No. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, it is syrupy. Uh, okay. This comes in the Claro and the Maduro. I prefer the Claro. I, I don't think it matters that much. Well, but Steve, what do you think about this style? The last year's Olmec and this year's Metap, Metap are the same, um, kind of old school style where there's no sub band and it's, they're both natural and Claro or sorry, Maduro and Claro. The guy, the guy uh, can't. I can't criticize other people's branding choices. Uh -huh. I find I find it a little confusing personally as a consumer, but at the same time, I think that the people that follow Foundation, um, I think they pay enough attention that they know what they're buying. Um, I don't know how accessible it is to the average consumer, um, but you could. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, this one doesn't come cellophane, right? Or do these do these? Oh, uh, I think they do. Okay, because I know Tabernacles. Last I saw, those weren't coming sellout. Um, for me, I smoked it. I thought it was really, really good. I'm still in the Tabernacle camp, personally. It still is my favorite of the Foundation Ligas. And oddly enough, a weird one that I don't think a lot of people speak well of. Well, no, that's not true. They do speak well of it. But I don't think a lot of people smoke it is the Connecticut High Clear Castle. Yeah. So for me, that's uh, I think that's a really good one. Matapa was really, really good. But it didn't unseat Tabernacle for my personal palate. And Especially yeah. the Tabernacle CT-142. Yeah, for me. The, the CT-142, which was uh, a former Cigar of the Year for us. Um, I, I would yeah. say you know, my, my only sort of criticism to this is the, the, the branding of this. I, I, it's hard for me to relate to, to uh, Matapa and all that. But that doesn't matter because the cigar itself, Jordan, was just so stinking good. 
Yeah, so it's like there's a guy, there's a poet, and where he was born was Metapa. Metapa. <laughs> and then because he became so famous, they changed the name of that area to Ciudad Dario, but yeah. it was formerly Metapa, and that's what the cigars name. So it's a little hard to make that leap, I think, uh, as far as the narrative goes, but who cares? The the cigar's dang good. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of roasted chips. Just be, just be happy we can pronounce it, right? We can all say it. I don't even know if I pronounce it. We can all spell it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, all right, Jordan, uh, tell, yeah, tell the folks the flavors you're going to get out of this guy. Well, I get a lot of roasted chestnut on it. Uh, it's got some uh, buttery coffee bean, brown sugar kind of flavors. I like the, the Claro better. Uh, both really good, though. All right, number two. Here we go. By the way, get ready for this one, folks. All right, the Goldie, it's the La Polina Goldie, number five. Uh, by the way, in any other year, we probably couldn't have had this in our list no. because of, until we changed the, the way the list was. It was toast for all of eternity. This, Jordan, when we first started the dojo, the very first version of this came out in 2012 or 13 or something like 12. that. Yeah. Uh, it was it was all the rage. Everybody, Steve, at the time on the dojo was trying to get the Goldie number two, and then the next year the Goldie number five came out. It was absolutely fantastic. And then they've sort of like through the years been re-releasing these, but this one in particular just hit Jordan. I mean, it. <laughs> I smoked it right before we went on tonight, and it's got just so much cinnamon, brown sugar, and a very rich uh, feel to it. I almost feel like if Steve, if if you could imagine what a really good Cuban cigar should taste like, this is kind of what this cigar tastes like. What a really good Cuban should taste like. It has kind of those Cuban-esque musky. notes to it, the kind of musky note to it, which is, makes it more complex. Absolutely fantastic cigar. Jordan, what did you think of this guy? Bone marrow. <laughs> bone marrow. <It's> <laughs> umami, salty, creamy bone marrow. Uh, I, I like this one a lot better than the number two. Number two's classic, you know. It's the OG, but, you know, a little more... Uh, beef on the size on this one, I think really adds that creamy texture to it. Now, uh, real quick before we go to Steve, sorry about that. Er, um, Scott, you had this as your number one in the... Yeah, I mean, this was one that smoking it, it's, you know, I I love a cigar that when I'm sitting down with it, that like almost like mentally takes me to somewhere else where I can just truly just sink into it and the cigar is everything I'm focused on. This was the, for me, the re relaxation cigar. It's that like I'm sitting down at the end of the day and I just want a cigar to take me away, you know, just, just lose myself in the cigar. And this was one that did it for me. I mean, this just absolute banger. Uh, Steve, have you had any of the Goldie series? Yeah, but I haven't had any recently. So, mm -hmm. I mean, so you're kind of getting me to, so what size is the, First off, the number two, which is the number five, which is a series two. It's a little <laughs> confusing to me. But, but what size is this particular size? Uh, I mean, you I say, can tell you, you say, that. You say it's beefier, so yeah. I'm assuming yeah, it's a bigger range. Yeah, this one is five and five-eighths by 54. Okay, so yeah, you got a lot more girth to work with in this You do. One. Yeah, I mean, look, I, yeah, obviously I have to try it. I mean, I don't know what you're doing with these photos, but we as manufacturers, Appreciate that you're photoshopping the hell out of them because every single cigar has been 100% blemish free. I mean, it's like it's like crazy. I mean, it's like literally jumping off the screen. So, uh, looking at that, looking at that photo, 
Yeah, it makes me want to lick that. So yeah, I got to try these <laughs> number two, number five series twos. So yeah. Now, will, folks, uh, this is uh, rolled right in no, I haven't, Miami. I haven't, I haven't seen done. this on many lists. No. So this one, this one kind of came out of the blue when I saw it get your number two. I was I, like, huh, this is a, this is a unique pick. I have spent a lot of money on these bad boys this summer and <laughs> <laughs> smoked so many of them. I. When I, when I first had it, Jordan, I was just like, okay, like, you know, we've had this in the past, uh, 10 years ago or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I, why, why, where has this been my whole life? I forgot how good it was. I think it might be better. It's hard to judge. Like, I don't have any original number fives, but I think it might be better. Uh, of course, Maria Sierra is not rolling them anymore since 2017. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the construction absolutely holds up. Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks, are we ready for our number one cigar of the year? Yes, let's do it. All right, folks, this for us was a near unanimous pick. Um, Except for that Scotty guy. Yeah. Scotty, come on. He he went number two on it. In fairness to Scott, he had it at number two. Uh, but the rest of the dojo crew, uh, Robbie, Randy, Matt, Chad, Jordan, and myself all had this as number one. And you know what's crazy about this one, Steve, is this is one of those ones, the very first one I had, I thought it was just okay. It wasn't until we started smoking through them that I fell in love with the cigar. And I like that more when it's I that start... that album factor for you. Yeah, it's that song factor for you when you start to fall in love with a cigar and you realize why you like it so much. Like the, um, the Saka Khan was a good cigar. Obviously we had it on our, our limited edition list, but to me, Steve, this Papa Saka, I don't know if it's just the Vitola or what, but it is just the perfect combination. Yeah. You don't normally see such a change in sizes like that. Like it's way punchier. There's a sweet spot in the cigar from a quarter inch in till basically the band that is so incredibly good like that that's what sent it over the top. This you guys got me, it right at least. All right, Matt. You. Matt, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say this for me. The very first time I smoked it, I was like, "Oh, this has got to be number one." <laughs> it was so. I do remember you so saying that. <laughs> I was like trying to get Jordan to smoke it, like for like a week. I was like, Jordan, you got it. It's so good. I think that's what both Robbie and Randy said as yes. well. Rob, Robbie and Randy, uh, Flavor Odyssey hosts, they they were both like on this early on, like right after right after the show. But it took me and Jordan a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because I remember bit. at the time you're like, yeah, I had this the Saka Khan. It was good. But then like you know like what's what's gonna be so different? It's a different size. I, I know what a Corona tastes like. No, <laughs> the difference in size was it's crazy. Steve. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think um, look size has a size matters right. So, I mean, look, the Saka Khan is a, it just instantly ends up being a smoother expression, I think. Um, I think this gives you a lot more punch early on than a Saka Khan does. Um, I switch between the two. I love them both, but for different reasons. Um, you know, look, I, I'm, obviously I'm incredibly biased, um, but I mean, I'm going to call something Papa Saka. That's what my grandkids call me. That's what the, the women in the factory refer to me as. It's uh I want to make sure the cigar is, you know, worthy of the name. And, uh, yeah, I'm really, this is, I, I probably haven't been, the last time I was as tickled pink with uh, a smaller format was probably when I was at Drew Estate and we did the Dirty Rat mm. in the beginning out of the gate. 
I mean, this one, this one just hits a lot of, it hits a lot of points for me. It's, uh, it's strong, but it doesn't blow your head apart. It's really rich. It's really flavorful. It's really dark. It's dense. Uh, the smoke goes back to that chew factor that we were discussing earlier. It's, uh, it's a cigar that uh, I have smoked an ungodly amount of. Probably, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I've probably, I probably, I probably have. I don't think I'm underestimating. I probably have smoked 500 plus of this cigar. Dang. Um, you know, I, I really, I really, really, really love the cigar personally. So it's it's nice to see. First off, I'm honored I got number one. But like you guys said, I mean, you make a top list. Your number five could have been number one. Your number four could have been number one. Hell, your number thirteen could have been number one. Right. Sure. I mean, you just you're getting included in a list, um, but this one seems to be at the top of a lot of folks' lists. It's gotten a lot of number twos and threes and fours and fives, and that's really a good sign when you see a lot of different smokers with a lot of different opinions and a lot of different palates all kind of gravitate to say, "Oh, this one's actually you know you know special. This is worth smoking." And I think, uh, and I think, of course, you know, I'm honored by that. And uh, no, thank you very much for the number one and. I expect my trophy. So yeah, well, you'll you'll, you'll get that. Uh, I would say, Jordan. Um, I think the thing that struck me about this one was I was expecting it to be earthy and minerally like the Saka Khan, which I like. But it, for my palate, that was a little bit too much minerally kind of note to it. And this one is this one changed the game there because it, like Steve said, it has that syrupy. Yep. Like really rich flavor that kind of balanced out the mineral notes, and it's the, yeah. then w when the mineral note for me plays just a a, a, a background kind of vocal. Sure. It's a background vocal. Then I love the minerally note. If the minerally note plays like the lead vocal, it's it's harder for me. Yeah, it's the it's like I think it's kind of a loamy kind of a flavor on the on the earthy side. And then it's yeah, chocolate. That's a good way of describing it. Oh, man. So full flavor. All right, folks. Uh, when we come back from commercial, we are going to get to our exceptional awards. And plus, I'm going to uh, bring up a few other lists that Steve did really well on this year and get his comments on those other lists that we also like. Because I love year-end lists. I don't just like ours. I like all of them. I love this time of year. It's so much fun. But until then, folks, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands, such as Romeo e Julieta, Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, Espinosa, and many more. Make sure to try one of the exclusive lines, such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Cigar Dojo 10th Anniversary Champagne by Perdomo. Celebrate over 50 years, folks, of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. Smoke Night Live is also brought to you by Espinosa Premium Cigars. Espinosa Cigars was the dojo's first ever Cigar of the Year award winner. And since then, they have consistently placed their cigars on our coveted year-end list, placing more than any other brand in the last decade, whether crafting full-bodied Maduros at the San Latino factory or whipping up zesty Habanos at the fan-favorite Lazona factory or even serving up a knuckle sandwich with Guy Fieri. Espinosa packs the flavor that cigar craft fanatics crave. Get in the Lazona state of mind with hit releases such as the 601 Blue, Espinosa Habano, 
Murcielago, or the opulent orange treat that Eric Espinosa himself dubbed L'Orange. With a lineup this good, you'll have no excuse but to smoke Espinosa every day. Folks, this is episode 408 of Smoke Night Live. We are chatting with none other than Steve Saka of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. We're talking about year-end lists, uh, specifically ours. But Steve, we're going to talk about a couple others real quick here uh, that you did very well with. Um, let's start with Cigar Snob Magazine. Cigar Snob Magazine uh, put the Red Meat Lovers Club at number two. Steve, was yeah, that a bit of a surprise a, for you? Huge surprise. I mean, Red Meat Lovers, that's part of the problem. I mean, I've released so many things this year. And there were a lot of bangers this year. I mean, like Don Derma Golden Child was an absolute banger. Um, the Halligan I did for Bread of Tobacco Allergy was an absolute banger. Um, Red Meat Lovers, we all know where Red Meat Lovers is. But, I mean, it didn't make it onto a lot of lists, so I was really surprised to see Cigar Stop give it number two. And I also like the fact that they gave it to the size that I actually think is the best of the line. Uh, you know, prior to releasing the whole line, I was always more in the beef stick camp, but I think the filet mignon, the Robusto, is the one that really, like, really, like, is really exceptional. And it was really, uh, it was nice to see that cigar uh, do so well with those guys. And, yeah, it was... Uh, Totally, totally out of left field for us. And, of course, uh, Evan, of course, is tickled pink. I mean, just the fact that he gets to see his name in a top <laughs> list in a magazine. I mean, I'm never going to hear the fucking end of it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it was I'm not look, the cigar is worthy of being in a top list. So I'm not surprised. But yet I am surprised because these things look uh, reviewers and media they can only focus on so much, right? There's, you know, because you got the cigars that make the top list, but you have hundreds of cigars that didn't make the top list, and they have to smoke all those cigars too. So, um, you know, just getting on the list, on anybody's list is an accomplishment. But for Red Meat Lovers to pop up as number two, I was like, wow. Now, Jordan was really pushing for that uh, to show to up. He was really pushing for that to show up in our top 20. Jordan, what did you like so much about that cigar that you really wanted it to be in our top 20? Just classic broadleaf, meaty, uh, it's kind of a Maduro sweetness that you that you love. Like the, I think it's sort of a classic kind of a broadleaf profile to it. Good body. Uh, now we should say, I'll, I'll say this on all these other lists. Uh, congratulations to Rafael Nodal. He was... Number one on Cigar uh, Snobs list with his Sonata. All right, let's go to uh, Coop's list. Um, Coop had two of your cigars on there, Steve. You had the Micarita Black Saka Con at number 11 and the Bewitched, the Moistura de Saka Bewitched at 23. Uh, Coop, uh, he, 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 he pushes it back his timeline. Um, so they're more like almost like the year before, Steve. But uh, that was nice to see two of uh, those cigars pop up on the Coop's list? Yeah, I don't, I don't tend to do well on Coop's list, so the fact that I got two cigars in there is pretty pretty good, and I think we can all agree that Coop, uh, Coop walks to his own beat, right? He always yeah. has mm -hmm. when it comes to his list. Um, I am surprised that Papa Saka didn't make his list. I mean, he's been saying it was going to be the Ew. number one consensus cigar for like the last six months straight, and the fact that it doesn't even make his list, I find it a little perplexing, but Next look, it, it's his... It's his list. It's got to right. be two years old, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think that's something that consumers have to understand that yeah. 
every website, every media source, everybody has their own rules as to what's eligible and what isn't eligible and how they do it is very independent. And that's why I think it's always important as a consumer to look at the top list as entertaining, um, to look at them as informative. Maybe I use it in a way to see cigars that I haven't tried, like the, the Caldwell you mentioned earlier, the mm -hmm. Revisit, the Goldie. Um, I didn't even know that J.C. Newman cigar existed. So I kind of use it as a punch list in a way for me to say, okay, these yeah. are some things that I missed and I need to try. But, I mean, honestly, uh, number one is so subjective on anybody's list. Any Anybody that's in their top ten could have probably been their number one in almost every single case. So, Yeah, and congratulations to my father on Coop's list, the little bijou. Is that how you say it, Jordan? I think it's Le Bijou. Le Bijou, uh, Le Bijou. Uh, was the number one cigar. So congrats. Uh, by the way, uh, Skip Martin had said something about Skip's list that, or uh, Coop's list that, uh, you know, he, he, he doesn't really even like the, I, I totally disagree. In fact, I would say that Coop's, so they doesn't like the what, you know, that he's just picking cigars that maybe he doesn't even like himself. Oh. Like, uh, that was, that was sort of, that was <laughs> weird. That was sort of, that was sort of, uh, Skip's comment on our show when he was in studio. And obviously Skip was kind of being funny and poking. Yeah. Stuff. But look, but look, but Coop has a certain palate, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I can tell you right now, if your name is Seth, you should never buy my cigars because both, I mean, both the Seth Jones and Seth Geist, neither one of them ever like any of my cigars. Right. So therefore if your name is Seth, don't smoke my cigars because chances are you're not going to like them. Now, do I think that those guys are giving me unfair reviews? No, I don't think they are. I think that my blending style doesn't suit their palate. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's why there is so much diversity. That's why there are so many options. So, yeah. I mean, I, I have to look at all of the lists and all the rankings and all the ratings and just take them in good faith. You know, that I'm, I have to assume that the people that are writing these reviews and ranking them are doing their absolute best because I know how difficult it is. It's very hard to put cigars in a sequential order. I mean, it really is an almost impossible. To, I don't, if you ask me, what is Dunbarton Tobaccos and Trust top 10 cigars? Yeah, I probably could come up with top 10 in my opinion. But it also depends on the moment and how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. But yeah. which could be my number one? Uh, Mi Querida Ancho Largo could be number one. Sober Mesa Brulee Blue could be number one. I mean, if I'm feeling for something like really mild and creamy, maybe Wagashi's number one. You know what I mean? Ew. So it's really it's really hard to like put these lists together. And, and I, I think that we as manufacturers, and I think more importantly, the consumers they need to kind of look at them from a perspective of they're entertaining, they're informative, look for things that maybe work for you. And the other thing too is over time, you'll start to learn the particular reviewer's palates. Right. Like I know that like with Half Wheel, I'm always going to do better if Brooks rates my cigars than if Charlie rates my cigars. Okay, because Charlie tends to be on the more milder, smoother, more esoteric, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just what his palate is, whereas Brooke tends to be more my direction, a little bit more in your face, a little heavier you know, style of cigar. So I, I think that uh, I think we all have to kind of look at these lists in a little bit of in an individual bubble and not be too hypercritical of them.
Right. Uh, going on to the blind man's puff uh, list, uh, Steve mentioned earlier, uh, Ferry Otega Suma was a number one on one list. That was Emmett, our good friend Emmett. Uh, Ferry Otego got number one, but uh, number three cigar was the Papasaka, Steve. Yeah, yeah, sure. They almost got that list right, right? (laughs) After what I just said, after what I just said, throw all that out the window. (laughs) To hell with you, Emmett. No. Now, now, our good buddy. uh, Nobody loved Steve Saka more than our good buddy Bob, Bob, the cigar guy. Uh, Number Uh, one, Wagashi. Which I'm smoking. I have a complaint about this list. Okay. First off, I don't know if Bob realizes how much he screwed me with that number one. (laughs) <laughs> okay, because that number one is going to count for like no points towards a consensus number whatsoever. Okay, so I love the fact that he loves the cigar, and I can understand how it could be somebody's number one depending on your palate. But the fact that Bob, I- I'm pulling my advertising dollars because you unintentionally fucked me with the choice of Wagashi <laughs> as your number one cigar. I- like- <laughs> Now, we also have to note that we don't include Dojo collabs yeah. in the list. For us, uh, that's a good point. Um, we never include our own cigars in our list. We instantly eliminate those. Well, why? That, I mean, like... Nah, it's just... That because would be, it would be number one like, every like, time. Like, <laughs> let me say this. Yeah, but I mean, you didn't... As you guys well know, and as we've been very public, you kind of got Wagashi as Wagashi was... Mm-hmm. You didn't really have any input to Wagashi other than the fact that you said, "Hey, I want my name on a band on the cigar," right? Yeah, Which, but by the way, do we have to, we have to explain G's. that with the, you know, like, "Here's the caveat <laughs> on this one." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I mean, better nobody, just be like, "We no, don't do that." No, no, nobody, nobody got to smoke Wagashi until we started shipping. Now, I think there's some confusion about Wagashi though. So, um, Wagashi. So, I think everybody was expecting another expression of Sober Mesa Brulee Blue. But that was never the intent behind Wagashi. Wagashi was meant to be... So, like, Sober Mesa Brulee Blue is the blend that if you... Not typically a Connecticut smoker, you want something with a bit more kick, here's Sober Mesa Brulee Blue for you. Whereas Wagashi is meant to be a a step-up cigar for the consumer that really does like that super mild, super creamy style of Connecticut. So the intent behind Wagashi was it was always meant to be a a much more kind of delicate representation of that Connecticut family style of brulee blends. And I don't know that I did a very good job explaining that to consumers. Now, we're going to release it nationally in March. Um, so hopefully I can do a better job of explaining that to a lot of people because I think some of the people that bought the boxes... Um, I think they're like, man, that, that's just too mild. And the reality is, yeah, it was meant to be mild. It was meant to be that. It was That was what the intent was behind it. And, and, and look, it's my responsibility as the creator and the blender to explain to consumers what these cigars are and what their intent was and what you as a consumer should expect to be smoking. Now, whether you agree with me or not, that's a different situation, but... I don't think I did a particularly good job explaining the Wagashi profile. Uh, but part of it is, you know, people bought the cigar in April to get it delivered in November. So um, their money was already collected. So screw you people. 
Now, before you pull the advertising dollars from Bob, the cigar guy, uh, he also gave number six to Red Meat Lovers Club, number eight to Sober Mesa Brulee Blue, and number 15 to Stillwell Star Aromatic, number one for Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Cigars on his list, Steve. Yeah. Love you, Bob. <laughs> you, fucked, you fucked me on number one, man. You really did. Ash Quarterly. <laughs> um Who's the, what's the guy's name? Ash Quarterly. I gosh, I, it's, uh, that's the Falkenbergs. That's uh, yeah. Jason and yeah, uh, Jason and Nicole, I believe. Uh, Knight, he's the Scott lookalike. He looks exactly like Scott. Jordan, show Scott uh, full screen on Scott. He literally looks exactly like Scott. Anyways, uh, he, re- Mika, he really does. Yeah, Mikarita <laughs> Black Papasaka. He also agreed with us that that was the number one cigar of the year, and his number yeah, but there's four. A, but there's a caveat on that one. Well. So that's 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 one where the readers of Ash Quarterly vote, right? So well, they yeah. nominate they nominate cigars, and look, and I'll be honest, I nominated myself. I think my wife nominated one of our cigars, but we didn't get the factory or everybody in the company to do multiple votes. Um, but uh, so that one's a little different. It isn't where they review. I think what they do is they do the nominations. And then the cigars that get nominated the most are the ones that ultimately end up for this selection. And the readers get to make a second bite at the apple. Kind of very much the way your cigar war situation works mm-hmm. out, where you really have no control over where the numbers are. Uh, the people that are participating in the dojo sphere, are mm-hmm. dojo-verse, are the ones that end up determining where they are on the, on the, on the cigar war count at the end of each month and every year. Now, uh, number four on Ash Quarterly was the Sober Mesa Brulee Blue. And woman of the year, none other than Cindy. Ah, What do you think of that, Steve? I'll tell you what I really liked about that award. The fact that, so last year we like kind of swept it all. This year I did not get voted Cigar Man of the Year. So that means that a lot of people voted for Cindy, but did not vote for me. So I don't know whether to be pissed about that or like really or really happy for Cindy. Look, Cindy, look, there's look everybody that's on their list for the man of the year, or the woman of the year. Uh, they're all very deserving people. Um, in reality, there's another ten people behind those people that end up making to the top to the final vote that are also worthy of that. Um, so, but yeah, look, uh, it's kind of a running joke right now. In fact, uh, everyone in the office just keeps saying. Well, you are the cigar woman of the year. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's uh, it's become it's become a big uh, it's become a big tagline in the office, and a lot of our customers are also going, "Wow, really glad you helped me out." But you are the cigar woman of the year. So <laughs> so it's uh, even even our retail customers have really latched onto it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and finally. Finally, Steve, sorry. I uh, didn't mean to interrupt you there. Uh, my apologies. Nah. Um, our good buddy, Matt Tai. How about that cigar? Uh, the number one cigar was the Tat uh, Tusla, uh, but the number two cigar was Tusla. also the Papasaka, the Mikarita Black Papasaka on How About That Cigar. Very congratulations on that I one. Saw, I saw that. I saw the Tuxla make quite a few lists, right? I mm-hmm. think I've seen that one yeah. pop up three or four times. Um, and I got to admit, I smoked the twentieth, right? That we had that you had on your list, but I haven't smoked the Tuxla. So that's also because of me seeing it on multiple lists. That's on my personal hit list is one to try. Yeah, I think it was the tenderloin, uh, yeah, version of it, right? No, you make a great point, Steve. Because honestly, when I first started smoking cigars, like that was really the whole point of uh, the fun, the fun of 
cigar of the year list was me just looking at them and saying, "Hey, I oh, should, should go try that. I should try the uh, San Latano Oval." I remember that being like a number one and on somebody's list, and I was like, "I should try that cigar." You know, just making a little kind of mental note. So, congratulations, Steve! You did killer. Those are all the lists that we really like um, on the dojo. Some of our friends and some of the guys that we respect the most. Uh, so, congratulations to all the winners, and of course to Steve for uh, killing it. Uh, let's get to. <laughs> Our exceptional awards, Jordan, we give out five exceptional awards every year. That's right. And these are just the one, Steve, that we like to recognize that that maybe didn't fit exactly in our top 20 or maybe they didn't get noticed. But at the same time, they should be noticed for some sort of reason. And um, that's what we call our exceptional list. Uh, Jordan, what's going to be our it's first one? Very nice go? name for honorable mentions. Yeah, no, not really. But they're just so different. Like last year, we had yeah. like... You, Dude, had Saka Khan was in this group last year. I under, Look, I'm not... No, uh, that was limited. I, I get it. La, la, uh, la, so like your Stillwell Star last year was the like an unconventional style blend. Like th those kind of cigars don't get into yeah. our list because we don't really smoke those kind of cigars as much yeah, but there's yeah. times where you want to like recognize like but this was a cool project yeah, I, right yeah, i don't mm -hmm. even know where stillwell star fits on any list to be honest right. with you right so that's kind of the the idea behind these um what's going to be our first one tonight we're going value priced all right our value priced cigar of the year steve is boom the uh, Aromacraft Volstead Intemperance. Uh, Jordan, this cigar, um, you cannot beat the price on this thing. <laughs> you don't get cigars in this price range anymore. Like, yeah. if you look at our list, there, there was, uh, for the first time ever, there was not a single cigar with a $1 sign. They all were two or three. And this yeah. is this one is uh, $675 to $925. There's, there's five um, regular production sizes and six limited production sizes uh so a lot of sizes on this one uh but within the regular production sizes uh, i think the average price comes out to eight something uh and that is in our value priced portion uh romacraft hasn't done uh sumatra cigar wrapped cigar uh in their core portfolio and uh, this year they did two yeah. so this one's a hybrid version of a sumatra uh kind of a complex blend it's got a mexican san andreas binder Fillers of Dominican Corojo and in three regions of Nicaragua. Uh, Steve, have you had a chance to try that yet? Yeah, I think this is a really good choice, guys. I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a good cigar. When you look at the price point, I thought it was a really exceptional cigar. So I think this was a really good choice for value price cigar of the year. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it, it, it could have squeaked into our, our regular top 20, but we felt like this is really where it shines I've, I've most. Seen, I've yeah. seen it make a few lists in their top yeah. you know, 20, so... I mean, yeah, I, I think this was a really good choice. All right, congratulations, Skip Martin. This, these uh, next, uh, this award and the next four have not been announced anywhere. This is the first time you'll see these. Um, Jordan, what's up next? We also have uh, Under the Radar. Under the Radar. This is one of my favorite ones, yes. Jordan, that we've done every year. Can recognize this yeah. is a cigar that the the brand is is small. That maybe they're emerging a little bit, and I feel like the winner of this one probably will never have a chance to ever be on Under the Radar anymore. Because he's not going to be under the radar anymore. Exactly. Because he's been absolutely killing it. Jordan, let's do it. Under the Radar Cigar of the Year. Boom. 
Boom. Our good buddy, Eric Bay, Black Star Line Cigars. Eric went out of his comfort zone and went to a different factory and made an absolutely fantastic cigar. Uh, Eric is an emerging star, uh, spelled with an A, by the way. Eric with an A. Eric with an A. Uh, we'll forgive him How for that. How do you do that? But uh, is an absolutely fantastic cigar uh, rolled with uh, James Brown and the uh, um, Black Label Trading folks. Um, Steve, this cigar uh, syrupy. If you're if you're looking for chocolatey uh, syrupy, I, I actually smoked this one. This is this is Black Star's best cigar. It is a it this is, is the yeah, best. Great. This is the best. This is this is the first cigar. And look, I don't mean to take anything away from them because I really am rooting for these guys. You always like to see these you know small companies you know make mm. it. Um, but this is the first cigar for me that I like, okay, this is like worth paying attention to. Not that their other stuff wasn't worth it or not smokable or not good, but this for me was a real standout product. I really, this one actually made me pay a little bit of attention. Congratulations to Eric and the boys at uh, Black Star Line. I think they've been killing it lately. I uh, it just seems like they they're gaining so much momentum, Jordan. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I, I love how they're they're they just kind of go like, "What are the coolest factories?" And we're gonna work with all of them, like <laughs> yeah. El Titan, De Bronze, Agnor Salif, Tabacalera, Isla, Boom, uh, and then Oveja Negra on this one. All the like some of the coolest factories for the boutique market. Yeah. All right, what's up next, Jordan? Uh, we got luxury cigar of the year. Oh, luxury cigar of the year. So this one. We're talking uh, way out of the range of normal priced cigars, but let's see who Better takes be it. Better be a year. unicorn. Cigar is <laughs> this cigar is ridiculously cigar. ginormous. <laughs> I can't illustrate how big this cigar is. This is <laughs> this is a plus sixty dollar cigar. But in normally, Jordan, when I when I get my hands on a cigar, this also if you're listening, this is the uh, Davidoff Anniversario Number One. This I don't know how big it is. It's 10, 12 inches. I don't know. It's ginormous. Two thirds by forty eight. It seems ginormous. And I normally, Steve, when I smoke a cigar like this, I'm like, okay, I'm probably only going to smoke half of this thing. This cigar, I smoked. I could smoke the entire thing. Well, it's normally, absolutely yeah, delicious. Yeah, like these cigars of this size, you're like, there's a robusto size amount of the cigar that's good. This one is a giant cigar, and it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Davidoff, like their anniversary series is amazing, and this particular one, the number three and the number one, are both just absolute bangers, Steve. Uh yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> he hasn't had it. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't look uh, with all of these cigars in this kind of size format. I always feel like Odysseus on the journey that will never end. Um, yeah, it's not uh, it's not it's not my cup of tea. I mean, they make some great cigars. But I don't care how great you guys say this one is. I'm never smoking it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need a new cup of tea, Steve. I am normally. Yeah. I, I normally agree. This one kills it from start to finish. So, time out. You're saying that I should commit three hours of my life. Yes, you should. That's what you're saying to the viewers yes. on this episode. Yep. Absolutely. That, it, that it's worth the two plus hours and the sixty dollars. Yes, sixty four dollars. 
This See, at least is... with a unicorn, you get you get the pain over quick, right? <laughs> with a unicorn, it's like 50 minutes, you're lucky. You're like, you're pretty much at like, what, $4 a minute or some bullshit? Right? But this is like, <laughs> I mean, this is, this, is, this, is a, this, is like, this is like a real commitment here. It's like, this is longer than most marriages. You do realize that, right? I know. Okay. I, I all, thought, right. Steve, all right. All right. I, I look, thought, I'm going to be, I'm, when I go to Corona, yeah. I will go out of my way. So Jeff Borshowitz, save me one of these cigars. <laughs> I will, I will buy it and I will, I will commit to my, to my life. You know, I'll probably be in retirement age by the time I finish it, but I'll try it. <laughs> now I would have normally said all of the exact same things that you just said. And, right. and, but this cigar took me by so not not I wasn't surprised that Davidoff made a great cigar because I was. So hold on, I want to hear what Scotty thinks of this cigar. What do you think of this cigar, Scotty? <laughs> this was one, and honestly, I am not the. I guess I should say most Davidoffs for me are not my profile. I don't really care for them, especially for the price point behind most of them. But this is one that, yeah, I it's enjoyable. I mean, it's one of those that. If I'm going to actually go and I'm going to spend the money, this is one that I'm not going to regret, regret spending the money on. It's nutty. And your, sil- it's and, and your silent partner's point of view. I don't care about your guys' point of view. Your silent partner's point of view. What do you think of this? Uh, this is, it's just one of those cigars you can just light up and know from start to finish you're going to sit down and have a really good session for like two hours. It's like, there's, there's, there's cigars. Yeah, there's sixty-four dollars, you... guys. This is sixty-four dollars in a no-tax hey, state, right? But if you can buy a unicorn, I tell you, it's not worth the money. You guys are what... telling me that it's worth the sixty-four bucks. This yeah, one, so, okay. Is, this one is for you, know, you have a baby, you get married. There's like the big life milestones. That's when you're doing this one. Yeah, yeah. and I was one All more right. thing. Like there are there are normal size cigars that you get to a point where you're bored with them, and you're like, oh, okay, I need another cigar. This cigar, you don't get bored with it. You just keep going. And it's great. I couldn't agree with that. Almond more. butter. I couldn't agree with that's that this, more. That's the cigar summed up. Oh one, yeah, that's one a, all right. You guys, you guys just cost me sixty four bucks. It's better than <laughs> all right, Jordan. What's next? We got uh, the person. Person of the year. Who could that possibly be? Gosh, look look at that <laughs> look mug. At look at that mug. <laughs> no. What a rigor. Is that Pearl Ives? No, is that... This, is, this, is like, this is like beyond pandering. Thank you very much. I'm truly honored. What no, Steve, bullshit uh, is this? No, let, let, let's, let's do this honestly. Uh, Jordan, like a lot of times we're like, oh, like who could be like the person that... This year it well, was. Sometimes we just get rid of the award altogether. Yeah, we're like, eh. we, we've, got, we've gotten rid of this award altogether because we just didn't feel like there was somebody. Right. But like Steve... This is one of those years where you, you, your, your undeniable force has just been every, everywhere you look. If you are a premium cigar fanatic, you can't swing a dead cat without seeing something about you on either Facebook or Twitter or wherever. <laughs> and not only that, but you won Cigar of the Year. I mean, it's this is a very, very deserving year for you, for, my for, friend. Let me say this. I, I am truly honored. Look, I, I really... Look, all of us, and you know, but myself in particular, I, I worked my ass off for 2023. I mean, 2023 was a very, very difficult year. It was a, a lot of projects and a lot of obligations, and um, it was a very exhausting year. I'm still, I'm still not recovered from it. Um, so, I mean, 
I don't know. I kind of wonder if maybe I, you know, every year you do these things and you're like, oh, what are you going to do next year? Because the expectations become so high. And I can tell you, next year I'm not doing shit. <laughs> next, year's, next next year next year will are you talking about next not, year or this year 2024 i'm talking about 20 i'm talking about 2024 look I, okay. I have some things that are interesting um that are that are that are of note but uh i'm not i'm not generating the output in 2024 that i generate in 2023 because uh, the sales on you know me carry to black and on red meat lovers and i mean even stupid pulpetta for god's sakes I mean, I have so much work to maintain the consistency in the products that we currently yeah. have that there just isn't enough headspace to to generate as much, which I'm sure a lot of people out there will be very thankful for because I I really, really abused a lot of people's wallets this year I, I or last year. I know I did. Um, it wasn't intentional. Um, but it was Abe's look, fault. And the other thing, look... And look, and guys like Abe and Ronnie and, you know, Harrisburg and Small Batch and, you know, Rocky Cigars and look, all these people that support us in such a big way, they're, they're really, they've been, I think a big transition has happened for us over the last couple of years. You know, we were only the cigar geek cigar, like you really had to be like really in the know. And it's still true, but it's now starting to filter out to the more average typical consumer that, and it's really added a tremendous amount of work. And look, one of the things that I really pride myself on is making everything consistent. I want the Sobra Mesa, the regular Sobra Mesa, the original ones that we put in the boxes today to be as good as the ones when I launched them eight years ago. I don't want the fact that Me Carry to Black is the one that gets number one of the year mean that I don't put as much attention into Me Carry to Blue uh, Fino Largo. I want Fino Largo to be as good as Fino Largo can possibly be. And as we expand the portfolio and our customer base expands, um, it's it's an awful lot of work. And particularly when we make such a diverse range of products. I mean, when you go all the way from Stillwell to Brulee to Tricky Traka, I mean, it's very hard to pigeonhole us as a company into like a certain profile um, because we make so many different things that are so distinctly different. And all of those things need particular tobaccos and a particular attention and a particular focus. And it it's a lot. So I think... Uh, I think 2024 is going to be the year that uh, I probably won't do as well in all these top lists. I, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to capture the uh, the consumer or the media's attention the same way as I, I have in the last couple of years. I, I think that's going to be the case. But thank you, gentlemen. I, I appreciate the acknowledgement. It was a, it was a hard work. It was well a hard served. year. And, yeah. Uh, I, all right. Now, Steve, we've got, uh, we've got one more exceptional award. Now, can you verify to the audience – you don't have any idea of any of these award, these last awards we've no, been given because they've been a secret. Yeah, look, I didn't know I got Cigar of the Year until earlier this afternoon. Yeah. So, like, no. All right, so our final uh, exceptional uh, award, Jordan, is what? Oh, my gosh. What you expect? Wow. But how What'd can how could we not? We tried, Jordan. We tried so hard not to give this. <laughs> we tried so hard not to give this to Steve. 
But we couldn't. What can you do? We couldn't because Steve, let me tell you, the the, the honest to god truth is, I've I don't know. I mean, I haven't been in the cigar industry nearly as long as you have. Um, but I've been in long enough to know I've never seen a year quite like this, right? I've never seen a year quite like this where you, you, your company, not just yourself, but just the company just literally just dominated the entire conversation. And not only did it, it dominate the conversation, but it was all of the cigars were so incredibly good. Like I, what I appreciate, and I kind of said this earlier to you in the sense of talking about Michael Herklotz and how he's so particular. I, I feel like, yeah, you put out a lot of stuff this year. You, you, you said that, but Steve, you really do pay so much attention to detail. You're so careful about the construction and that gets to the brand of the year. And our brand of the year couldn't be a better pick than Dunbarton tobacco and trust because it just hit on every single level from the small stuff to the big stuff, and that's why we, we just couldn't avoid. Who uh, else could get away with releasing three hundred dollars cigars? I've never <laughs> yeah. seen it before. I think, and honestly, you know what? They were they were really good too. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have smoked, smoked the Brulee Unicorn or or the BK Rita Black Unicorn, <laughs> but they really were. I mean, other than the price, the price is stupid. Let's just <laughs> leave that alone. But the cigars themselves, like in a in a bubble, I mean, yeah, they 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 were really. And they didn't get a mention on any list, but I mean, it was yeah, it was a, it was it was a it was a good output year for us. There's no doubt about it. Look, we were, and we were rewarded in sales, and we were rewarded in customers. And I think one of the things that's really unique about us as a company is, look, you you only get you get one bite at the apple typically with a with a retailer with a purveyor, and we are probably like the comeback company. Whereas, like, if someone decides that our cigars don't work for them in their shop, we're okay with it. We understand it. We don't try to sell them. We even offer to buy back their inventory. We don't want them to be stuck with it. And we just leave it alone. And I would say over the last couple of years, we've had so many accounts actually reach out and come back and want to reopen again with us. And, I mean, and that, and that only happens because consumers are demanding the product. Right. And I mean, it's, uh, it's really just, uh, it's an amazing, it's an amazing feeling. Look, we, we've, we really have been working our asses off and it's, it's not just me, it's everybody. I think, uh, I think when you look at the amount of production and the diversity, I don't know that anybody has ever done what we did in 2023. Yeah, it was I amazing. Really I mean, I'm just, I, and I know I'm biased and I know it's self-serving to say it, but if I, just stand back having been in this business for the last three decades i look at companies that they have workforces of just hundreds and hundreds of people and i mean and, and we managed to accomplish so much it's just it's mind-blowing which of course means that you know anything in the future is always going to be a letdown and it's going to be impossible <laughs> to clear the hype hurdle which is look is a real problem look i mean yeah. customer expectations are so ridiculously high that you 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 can't even satisfy them even if you're making your best faith effort but uh but look this is uh this is a burden that i'm i'm honored that we have and uh, i think it's like in the consensus list i don't know what we're going to be this year but i think we've been company of the year like three or four times in like the last seven years crazy how crazy is that i mean it's just crazy 
Now, Scotty, uh, you had a comment? Uh, so I was going to say the like for me, the actual like eye opening event for this year that really stuck with me is I try to pay attention at Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival as who's the brand that everybody's talking about, that everybody's getting stuff from, that everybody's going to that, you know, that is always like the buzz. And this year, hands down at Rocky Mountain, it was Dunbarton. Everybody was talking about it. They're like, I got to get over to Dunbarton. I've got to get over to Steve. I've got to get over to do this. Um, you know, that was on everybody's radar. And it was something that I took big notice of right off the bat because you always catch one that's kind of that standout brand that does the show where that one, it was Dunbarton all day. Everybody was into it. And honestly, you know, I've got guys that were commenting here that are saying that it should be, uh, you should also get uh, Cigar yeah. Cutter. Of I the, was going <laughs> to mention that all the commenters are saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that that all sort of like plays into it. Like there's a lot of uh, uh, little factors. There's a lot of big factors. Um, but I mean, uh, just this, this summer of Saka, all of that stuff, just it all – it all sort of uh, came to a head this year. Let me, let me, and you let me ignore something it. about Summer of Saka. That is entirely driven by dollars. Abe would not do Summer of Saka if it didn't work out for him, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, so, I mean, and again, that's part of because his customer base is a, a big supporter of the brand for which I'm really, look, I, I can't help but be, I can't help but be thankful. I mean, it's it's really thank you very much. I I appreciate it. We, uh, I I think there's a lot of companies that work really really hard, and I think a lot of companies deserve the accolade, uh, but it's also really really nice when you get it, and I I do appreciate it genuinely. All right, Jordan. Uh, final real quick before we end the show, we got some statistics real quick for our 2023 list, and uh, we'll get some comments from Steve. This is sort of interesting. Uh, Jordan, in our 2023 list. Why the heck not? Let's find out. Let's find out what uh, the trends are and so on and so forth. Uh, so, Jordan, go ahead and take it away and tell us what we're looking at. You gotta have the cool music. You gotta have the intro. <laughs> trends. Let's see if the, any of these take Steve by surprise. All right. Let's go. All right, so uh, Puros, uh, 35% of our picks, Steve, were Puros. 65% were not. That's, uh, I don't know how interesting that is, but uh, it's, a, it's, a it's a statistic. <laughs> what do you think of that? What do you think of, that? Of, the, of, of the Puros, I assume most of the Puros were Nicaraguan, no? Well, there was a two Honduran in there for sure. Um, but yeah, I would okay. say, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, just 200 and then all the rest should be Nicaragua. Look, look, look Nicaragua's on fire right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I kind of posted it tongue-in-cheek a couple, three weeks ago about Nicaragua being the new Cuba. I, I genuinely believe that in my heart. Nicar Nicaragua is just, uh, as a country, as the manufacturers, as the, you know, as the, as the cigar companies that are there and the blends that are being made, uh, just and the tobacco that's being grown there—it's—it's it's just crushing. I mean, it's—it's it's undeniable how Nicaragua has been doing. And what you see is you see these little here's from the Dominican, very worthwhile, and you see here from Honduras, very worthwhile. But I think if you look at ninety, maybe eighty percent, maybe I'm being a little too, you know, Homer on this one. But man, Nicaragua is just—they're on fire. Steve, why is We're, it that they're like, on fire as a country? 
Yeah. Is it just because we like Nicaraguan so much that we, as consumers, know the regions? We know Esteli, Condega, Jalapa, uh, blah, blah, blah. And in, like, Dominican, we don't. It's like, I don't even know how to pronounce it, Sabal Valley. Like, that's all we know. Yeah, I mean, part of it, of course, is branding. We get the message out better, I think. I think one of the biggest differences between Nicaragua was the first New World cigar manufacturing country that didn't take the position of, here, we're an alternative for Cubans. Here, we're making mm. Cuban-style cigars right. better. It took the position of, hey, we make Nicaraguan cigars. Our cigars are different, and this is the reason why you should smoke them. And that's a much different approach than saying, hey, we're doing as good a job as they used to do. And, uh, and that's always been the case from almost jump. That was the case with Hoya de Nicaragua. That was the case with Padron. Um, it's always been a very, mm. yeah, Cuba's Cuba, but we're Nicaragua. And I think having that confidence and also having tobaccos that have a certain body, a certain style, a certain flair to them, a certain taste profile to it also helps to separate you from the pack. And I, I think that makes a huge difference having that kind of perspective rather than let me be second fiddle to the thing that's always been number one. And I, I, I honestly believe in my heart, and this isn't, this isn't to take away from Cuban cigars, because when Cuban cigars are good, they're really, really good. But I think Nicaragua has something to offer the palate that Cuba cannot do, and vice versa. But I think for the current market and current consumer, um, yeah. you're seeing it everywhere. You're not just seeing it in the United States. You're seeing it internationally, mm. where consumers have had the choice on the shelf for multiple years. So I, I think that has a lot to do with it. All right, Jordan, what is our next uh, little tidbit? Uh, rapper. Here we go. This is uh, for us. I see um, you, Seth. I see you, Seth. <laughs> Keep being yourself, man. In Not, our, nothing but love. In our list, um, Habano got 30%. Uh, Connecticut's were 15% of our list. Cameroon were 15% Cameroon of our list. in there, dang. And then other, uh, Jordan. That's what stands out to me is the Cameroons. Other is, you know, San Andres, uh, Corojo, the different... Uh, Habano 92s, you know, like the different st versions of some I'm of confused. How is Corojo and Habano 92 not in Habano? That would be another. Uh, if a manufacturer separates it into a, into a different category than we do. Yeah. Okay, whatever. All right. There's a flawed uh, table. Next. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah, Jordan did these right before the show. I don't understand that one. That makes no sense. All right, Shade, here we go. Ah. Look at this, the natural shade, 85%. <laughs> this, this time we only had the only, well, Maduro's tricky, right? Like some people consider it like just like a darker cigar and some people consider it more like. Yeah, but let me like ask you, where did, where, did you where, where, did, where did you put Matapa in this category? That was natural. See, that's, it was the Claro. Again, we gave it to the Claro. Make, but, that doesn't, but that doesn't make sense because that's a, that's a, it's a Maduro <laughs> seed. No, it's, so, it's I mean, Sumatra. San Andres, San, oh, that's a Sumatran cigar. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't understand how that's okay, natural. Whatever. You can't say Sumatra is Maduro by default. No, you can't say it's, but it, but it's not. What does natural even mean? They're all natural. They're all naturally growing. Well, Again, these are natural. these are the classifications that they. Uh, you know what? The more I look at these lists, I'm starting to doubt my number one. Okay, let's just keep going. <laughs> all right, let's see what's next. Oh, here we go. 
So first uh, time we didn't have a mild medium. Wow, no mild mediums. Uh, this is body. If you're listening on podcast, fifty uh, percent of our list was medium, forty five percent was medium full, and only five percent full body. What does that say to you, Steve? Anything? Uh, it says to me that look, uh, I th- I think there's a big look as someone that makes a lot of very strong cigars but I try to make them always smooth, right? So I think I make a lot of full body cigars, but I think for most people, they would put them in the medium to medium full category, yeah. right? Um, so, and I, and I always am the, the belief that occasionally I like to smoke that really super spicy blow my head off cigar, but it's an occasional kind of cigar because sometimes that strength overwhelms all the flavor notes and the complexities in the blend. So for me, that medium to medium full category is where I get the strength that I find satisfying, but yet the strength doesn't overwhelm the blend that all I'm getting is bite and all I'm getting is pepper. So that doesn't surprise me at all that that would be the way it would go. I'm just surprised. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised a little that there, was no, that there was no mild to mediums or milds this year, Jordan. But usually, and you know, like we did have a few Connecticut's on there, but the the couple Connecticut's were more medium body Connecticut's. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go to the next one. Country. Here we go. Look at that, uh, Steve. Fifty-five percent Nicaraguan, twenty-five uh, percent Dominican Republic, ten percent Honduras. And 10% USA. US. There you go. There. USA getting in there. Steve, what do you think about that? Yeah, but this again, the question is where did the tobaccos come from? Well, that's a different look, question. Because in the end, look, I mean, you can manufacture cigars anywhere. I can, I can manufacture cigars in my kitchen in New Hampshire, right? Please don't. So it always comes down, it always comes down to the materials that you use that ultimately determine. So... I'm assuming the U.S. ones were which? The Goldie was probably the U.S. one, and what was the other one? Uh, and the J.C. Newman? Yes, Goldie the and J.C. Newman. Newman. But they weren't made out of American tobaccos for no. the most no. part, right? No. We're, Otherwise, so it would be mean, impossible they, to come up with this uh, stat. Because <laughs> the reality is there are good manufacturers in all four of those countries that could all make the very best cigar. Yes. So I... This is essentially how we uh, arrange things in the Dojaverse um, because they have to be arranged in some manner. Right. Um, you couldn't, if you only did Puros, that wouldn't be a very good Look, guys, you don't have to list. justify it to me. You just, you asked me to be on here in a comment. I know. I know. So, you, know you don't like the comments. I was I'm telling, sorry, but. Uh, I was telling our audience, uh, Steve. <laughs> All right, Jordan, what's the, is there what, any more? Oh, here we go. Oh, production. Oh, so this one's interesting because this was the first year we combine our, our lists with limiteds right. and regulars. And it actually works out to almost exactly the same if we had done 10 and 5. Yeah. Like 65% of our picks were regular production, Steve, and 35% of our picks were uh, limited. How do you define this, limited? <laughs> there you go. There, there, there lies the issue. Yeah. What is – look, if you're – I'm very careful with these terms. I don't make any limited edition cigars because to me, when I say limited edition, that means it's kind of a once and done thing. Um, there are certain cigars that I limit as limited production. And when I limit, when I label it as limited production, to me, what that means is I think that the sales are going to genuinely outpace our capacity to make enough to meet demand. So like Brulee Blue, I consider to be limited production. 
Uh, Miki Rita Black, I consider to be limited production. Paladin Desaka, I consider to be limited production. Because the, the market demand, uh, look, me, uh, unicorns are limited production. Um, so I think that this kind of is, I think it's just dependent on the individual brand mm. as to how they, what they write on the outside of the box. And look, my limited production on me, Rita Black, is probably tenfold of what Crux is making of, what was it, their number, they were number four or number three. You know what right. I mean? So, so my limited productions ten times what their regular production maybe, and I'm not saying that that was a regular production. I don't know how they phrase it, but it's a very arbitrary right. kind of yeah. term. We try to go um, um, limited edition is obviously limited, and then we generally cap it at twenty five thousand or under cigars per year gets you into the limited category. So I can tell you right now, like me, K. Rita Black, we make more than twenty five thousand Saka Cons and Papa Saka. Right. and that's we I don't mean, ca- we didn't so, count that as limited. But yet, but yet, I still label the box as limited production. Right. You know, so I mean, shoot me, I, I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, it's a very it's a very hard thing to define. Price uh. none. In the one dollar sign, the, the Volstead could have been uh, uh, in that category. Yeah, this had is it not made. including the exceptional awards. Right, this is so just the tw- there, top twenty. Forty percent. This, this one, I do have a real comment on. Okay. This doesn't surprise me at all. Look, just as we as consumers are paying more for utilities and groceries and just everything, we as manufacturers are also paying more for everything. And we have sadly gotten to the point where to really make a super top shelf cigar, 15 bucks is pretty much where we're at right now at the retail mm. level. And I'm not saying you can't make a good cigar. Volstead is an example of a cigar that on the average price was $8 and it's a very good cigar. But that's become more difficult to do. And it's just a reflection of just the cost. The other thing, too, what I'll say to consumers is they complain about cigar prices. Um, look, cigars are a commodity consumable product. And if you look at what other consumable products cost back in the early 70s, uh, cheese, milk, bread, uh, the prices of cigars are pretty much with inflation on par. So cigars, even though it seems very shocking to us as consumers when we go to the retail register, the prices are really pretty much on par with most of the consumable items over time. So um, none of us like the price increases. Look, I as a manufacturer don't like the price increases. Uh, We always worry that it means we're going to sell less cigars, which hurts us in a different way. Um, But the thing I want consumers to understand that we as manufacturers don't make more money. We're just trying to make the same general profit margin that we have always made on the product, but the escalating cost that we have to pay eats into the number. And that has sadly pushed high-quality cigars into the $12, $13, $14, $15, 16 segment. Right. That, that's sadly where we're at. Um, it's The cigar that you're buying for $15 today is the same cigar that, you know, 12 years ago, you were getting for $9, $10. You look, uh, Liga Provadas, when we first released them at Drew Estate, they were all sub $10, right? I think the highest price one was like $10.45 for the double Corona. Um, Crazy. 
yeah, I mean, it's just, this is just the cost of inflation and escalation in prices, which of course got compounded by COVID and the worldwide shutdown and supply chain issues. But that is regretfully where we are at, you know, and uh, it's, it's, look, it's disconcerting, but uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say about it. You, you as a manufacturer, you really only have three choices. You, you either stop making the product because you can't make it for the old price point. You basically start to cut corners and make it in a different way. And we all can see certain brands that are no longer as good as they used to be that used to be exceptional brands. And I'm not going to name them out loud. Uh, you have to cut the corners or you have to just raise the price. And, and, that, and, that, and those are the three choices that are left to us. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a real challenge. There's no doubt about it. All right, Jordan, so explain that chart to our, our listeners. Uh, so a little deeper dive into the price. The cheapest cigar on our list is $11. The most expensive cigar is $24. If you were to buy the – so a lot of these cigars have a variety of sizes, and we go by the median-priced cigar in the line. Um, if you were to buy that median-priced cigar in all the cigars on the list, it would cost you $312. Uh, $16 was the most common – Price so that list that list mares just what I said right thirteen yeah. to sixteen dollars that's where we are sadly yeah top tier cigar I mean I know which the twenty one dollar one is that's the Krakatoa right and the Krakatoa is that stupid fucking coffin man the coffin guy <laughs> stop, he, he bags on me every Tuesday with yep. a price increase that is that cigar and the Goldie is the most expensive cigar on the list yeah twenty four. Uh, and speaking of that, Jordan, if you guys want to get the sampler, uh, has five of our cigars from our list on it, including the Papasaka is on there as long as well as the uh, Perdomo 30th, the uh, Scotty helped me out. We have the uh, Aganors uh, Connecticut. We have Illusioni. Illusioni is on there. And there's one other one that my brain is. And, and the, um, the, 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 the. Oh, I had it. Uh, anyways, Bagashi. Uh, oh, Tatawahe. Yeah, and the Tatawahe. So uh, you can get Dude. all five of those for in one That's sampler. That's a killer sampler. Yeah, that is a killer sampler. We were lucky enough to get the Papasaka on there. Uh, so thank you to Trust the guys. Me, he, he twisted. He twisted my arm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve, what a show! What a year for you! I uh, can't say anything, but uh, there's no way in the world you'll ever probably a match this year. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I should just I should just commit suicide now. Uh, Maddie, what did you have? <laughs> there, there is this guy in the comments claiming to be named Seth Jones. Oh, it's, I, I don't I don't believe it's a real name. He says his name is Seth Jones, and he is the biggest Dunbarton fan in the world. What would wow. you say to him, Saka? He's a Seth. He's a Seth. Really? Oh, wow. really? How's wow. that possible? <laughs> I don't believe it. It's Seth, a lie. You, you got to change your name. Uh, What's your middle name, Seth? Uh, 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 I'll Seth hate my cigars. <laughs> that should be your tagline. It's, it's a fact. It's like I got a tattoo. <laughs> Dunbarton Tobacco thank Trust. You, thank you, Mr. Seth, Seth Jones. I appreciate it. God bless you. Dunbarton Tobacco and Seth. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, what a show. I want to thank Steve Sock for joining us on a Friday night. Steve, that was amazing. Thank you for sitting in and giving us all that insight into our list and telling us where we were right, where we were wrong. 
You were very gentle to us. Appreciate that. Uh, Wednesday Night Flavor Odyssey returns with Robbie and Randy. And guess what we're going to be doing on Wednesday night? Finding the best drink pairing with a Davidoff. So get any Davidoff, black label, white label, whatever you want to do. We're going to find good drink pairings. Jordan, what's your drink pairing with the Davidoff? What are you going to do? Gold jacket, green jacket. And who, who gives, gives it? it? Oh, right. my button didn't work. <laughs> There it is! <laughs> Darn it! Uh, I am uh, gonna be. Uh, I don't. I, I'll have to. I'm gonna have to dive into some crazier Davidoffs. Like the. Not, I won't do that 50th anniversary. No, the Dia Dame is 50. Will I? Or will you? No, you won't do that on the show because <laughs> no, that'd no. be a waste. So, anyways, we'll be doing that on Wednesday. Uh, Flavor Odyssey. That'll be a ton of fun. Uh, next week on Smoke Night Live. Uh, I'll have some sort of cool show worked out. I'm thinking maybe, Jordan, should we do Cigar Brand Stock Market Ooh, next? It's been a while. If you guys, if you're if you're watching right now on Facebook or, or YouTube, let me know if we should do the stock market. That might be kind of fun. Steve, who are you selling? Go. Oh, <laughs> cannot do me. In fact, I don't even know how you get like the retailers to participate in that. That is such a... That is such a, I would, that is one invitation I would decline. I can't even, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, I, first off, it's one of my favorite programs that you guys do. I love the, the buy, sell, hold program. It's, it's, it's just wildly entertaining. And what I love is I love the conversation when you guys disagree and the reason why you take the positions that you take. And, and many times they're quite insightful. I, I will say one thing. Um, the media perspective is always very different than the manufacturer's perspective on a lot of things. Um, so, um, but I think you guys do a good job balancing it more than some of the other reviewers do. But yeah, it, it, it's actually, I don't watch a lot of, um, there's so many podcasts and so many good programs out there. It's impossible to, to, to consume them all. But I, I go out of my way for your buy-sell programs. I really do. And even if I can't watch them real-time, I always make a point to, uh, to listen to them afterwards because they're, they're always incredible. They're a lot of fun, and they're always very interesting. And it's, it's very – and I like the fact that you have multiple people, so you're getting multiple perspectives on things. It's, it's, it's a great program. It's, it's, one of the, it's, one of, it's one of the – in my opinion, it's one of the best bits of content you guys create. Appreciate that. We've ruined some relationships with that show, but uh, no, Steve. I want to. I want to congratulate you. Thank you, and also congratulate you. Number one cigar of the year from us. It was an amazing cigar. Uh, nearly a nearly a unanimous pick. Uh, Jordan, give us that Except clap. That Let's guy. do it. Give us, give us that clap. Yay! And uh, not only that, but person of the year, brand of the year. Come on. Steve, it was a full sweep, my friend. Uh, congratulations. What else can we say to you that we haven't said already? Uh, truly, I'm honored and thankful. No, I really am, and I'm more, and I'm even more thankful for the consumers that go out of their way to support yeah. our company. I mean, you know, we, uh, as much as I'm on social media and I do a lot of interaction, we don't really do a lot of traditional kind of sales to to retailers. So our growth has been pretty much organic, and that growth has been driven by the. The people that buy and smoke our cigars and have faith in our company, and I'm, I'm genuinely thankful for that. And uh, I don't know what else to say other than thank you. I mean, it's starting to feel a little weird. He's starting to tear up, Jordan. He's starting to tear up a little yeah, bit that's, there. That's what we do this for. <laughs> no, I want to. I uh, before we sign off, I want to personally thank Jordan because uh, Jordan, 
the amount of work that you put into uh, that uh, year in list was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I don't Thanks. think I don't think anybody realized. I mean, there's a ton of lists out there and I love them all. I love you guys. But the amount of work that Jordan put into that list was just absolutely ridiculous. Thank you, Jordan. 200 viewers. That's crazy, though. Right? Yeah, you were the best. 200, and, viewer, uh, 200 viewers is a crazy number. It is, yeah. I mean, Thanks, guys. I, I don't, I don't think anybody realizes what a monumental number that is for online for cigar content, especially on a Friday night. Uh, yeah, come on, people got better shit to do than listen to us. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's that's a pretty look, and then, and then that's an accolade to the fact of the work that you guys put in. I mean, it's uh, you can't uh, you can't deny it. You guys have done a tremendous job in creating uh, an environment and. Uh, Creating a, a consumer base and creating a, a, a interesting content, whether it be stupid candy bar or sitcom shows or whatever. <laughs> which, which, by the way, which, I haven't listened to the sitcom episode. Which one was the number one sitcom? What, uh, what, what won that? Cheers, Cheers won. I disagree with it, but it did win. <laughs> I would have gone all in the family. How did it oh, do? It did pretty good. Yeah, good. I think it got into the uh, elite eight. Got into the elite okay. eight. That, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, we'll have another what one. Was, of those. What was what was the number two? What was the head to head battle? What is so uh, on the left versus... on the left bracket we had shows that were the golden era, seventies and before, and on the right side we had eighties and newer, and it turned out to be Cheers versus Mash. Um, Mash is a good one. Mash was it was I Love fantastic. Lucy? Yeah. Oh, sorry, it was I Love Lucy. I apologize. It was I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy versus Cheers, and then it Man, and Cheers Lucy won. Was good too. Yeah, you know, you ever seen? You know, you were commenting about cigars that you smoke that grow on you, right? I right. mean, I mean, this is one of the problems with our current way of thinking as a society. A program like Mash would have been canceled. Yeah, it's true, right? Because it, the ratings in the first couple of years of Mash were pretty subpar. It would have never been given a chance to develop and for people to realize the genius in that in that program and in the writing so yeah it's uh nah you guys you guys just do a lot of really entertaining and simultaneously educational content and that's and then and you're providing a real service to people you know it's uh, look everybody likes things to be fun and intriguing and you you, you put the education in, in doses and you don't uh you don't bore the fuck out of people like me, so I really appreciate. <laughs> now, it. now, Jordan, I'm starting to tear up. And first, How could you not? Steve was starting to tear up. Now I'm I starting know. to all cry right now. <laughs> uh, folks, it's Friday night. It's Friday night. We're going to be hanging out on the Dojo Verse all night long. Grab your phone. Go to dojoverse.com. <coughs> check in your favorite cigars. It should probably be make it a Dunbarton, a Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust cigar tonight. Please. That's the cigars that we're going to be smoking all night long on the Dojo Verse. We're going to do some now playing. I also like to see. What you're drinking with your cigars, that's a ton of fun as well. So until next week, everybody, never smoke alone. We'll see you next week.